Christ, you people suck. Wow. So 258 for the week of August 27th, 2012. Uh, and yes, last week was a bust. Um, but if you want to hear what we did manage to salvage, uh, we have tacked it on to the end of this one. That's why this episode is so long. That's why it took you 12 hours to download it. Because um, there's about 40 minutes plastered on at the end of the audio, at the end of our song, at the end of this episode. Uh, but... We do have this episode, which is brand new, and I have a completely... Well, not completely, I have basically one replacement from the, the cast from last week. Uh, so with us, we have Gambus Khan. Greetings, programs. And also, again, we have the First Rate of Fury. Yeah. And instead of K-Dub, we have Dave Pearly. You gotta figure that's an upgrade, right? I think so, <laughs> considering he didn't really talk last week. And nobody knows who he is, anyway. I'm better looking as well, but well, whatever. You know, he's kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I know Gambus. Um, you said you're not going to have a lot to talk about uh, because no. you talked about the last story. Which, if you want to hear about the last story, just fast forward. Is that even a thing in MP3s? Um, to the end. 41 minutes, I believe, before it ends. And then you can hear Jason talk about the last story. But what did you play this week? Um, the last story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, just basically to sum it up, uh, last story is, of course, uh, the newest game made by Mistwalker. Um, uh, directed by... Uh, uh, what's Sorry, his Gucci. name? Sakaguchi. I was trying to remember his first name. I, uh, I, I was know his last would, name. I was hoping he would butcher it. You, you ruined my day, Drew. I'm sorry. It's Hironobu. Hironobu Sakaguchi. <laughs> and, I uh, just said it. He uh, is the director of Final Fantasy 1 through 5. He, he, he directed the first five Final Fantasies. And then he uh, served as producer for um, basically 6 through 10. And then he was also the director of the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie. Oh, God. Which isn't that bad. Uh-huh. It's just... It shouldn't have been called Final Fantasy. But, um... It should have been nothing. Whatever. Um, what can I say about the last story? Um, Fast forward and find out. I <laughs> I loved Blue Dragon. 
chicken steak and, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, Lost Odyssey. I will say this. Last Story is kind of like, you know how the, you have your favorite, you know, rock bands or music groups, and then, you know, they put out their their first album, and everybody loves it, and they put out their second album, and it's even better, and everybody is, like, fanatical about them, and then they're they like, put out, like, oh the third and fourth album. And, and then, they put out Saint Anger. And then they do <laughs> the experimental album. And then they do this. <laughs> then they hired Deep Purple to sing a fucking battle theme. Sorry. You didn't make this chicken steak. Oh, sorry. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. Had that way too easily available. Dude, I have it. I have everything available at my fingertips. There you go. Yeah, the the last story is kind of like when the band all of a sudden grows facial hair, starts wearing long clothes, and uh, and their newest um, uh, road tour turns into a giant sci-fi opera about robots coming from the future. And everybody is kind of like, eh, what is this? But then like 20 years later, everybody's like, ah, it wasn't that bad. So in 20 years from now, the last story is going to be not bad? Uh, in 20 years from now, the last story is going to be like, oh my God, it's one of the best games ever! Along with uh, Nier, the role-playing game. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Near is one of our uh, Phoenix Down games we're thinking about doing. I think I bought that at one point. I tried to play it, and I'm like, nah. Uh, the thing is, Near. I, I, I would. I would say this. Near is very similar to Last Story, not in its not in its um, mechanics or its approach to story, but just in the way that things just kind of happened. You know the mixed reviews, the uh, the gameplay that's kind of clunky, but once you get into it, is enjoyable. Like you know, steak. a little bit of rough around the edges, but has uh, has some you know some spirit, some you know some good things going for it. Um, yeah, I, I could say I could pretty much say la- the last story is kind of like the, the the next near. <laughs> well, it's a nearer. Yeah, it's nearer, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. But except for the thirty minutes you can find at the end of the show, there yes, you go. where I go into more detail of like talking in circles. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay. And uh, darn it, someday I'm going to get around to Dragon's Dogma, but yeah. I, I don't know when. I think that's a lie. Yeah, it might be. It might be the cake. Jesus. That's I got know. another epic uh, song in it, too. What's uh, Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, I don't have that one. Sorry. Oh, man. That is an awesome song. <laughs> it, it is an awesome song. I, yeah. I do dig. It, it, it reminded me a lot of Chicken Steak now. You know. Yeah, very much so. Yep. Felt good. 
But uh, future fondling, um, Persona Four Arena. Mm. There you go. Did you? Have you had that for like a month? Uh, two, about a week and a half. Yeah. You, you should probably play some games. I know. Well, I I did. I played Last Story. But you, you know, you still haven't played Dragon's Dogma, playing Persona. You know. Yeah. Okay. Let me. Like you should probably finish play. some games. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that's true. But but thing is, it I just have like a handful of hours per week. So do I. Game, so. so do I. And I finished three this week. What's your excuse? Uh, when I say a handful of hours, I'm not talking like six or seven. I'm talking like two or three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, do I play one hour of this and one hour of that? You know. And I'm playing, and, and I'm a role playing game fan. That means that I'll be playing these games forever. Well, so, you know, maybe you should stop buying them then. Ugh. Once <laughs> I stop buying them, I'll re- I'll regret regret get not getting certain ones. You'll regret not ever playing them. Yeah. Okay, the picture just showed up. <laughs> oh my god, the picture just showed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to unshare my contact details with you right now. <laughs> yeah, we have to live with that for two hours every week. Whoa. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'll move on to Drew. Okay. Well, you talked a lot about Persona last week on the 40 minute after show. After party show. After party show. Stick around for that. We got cake and balloons. <laughs> and chicken steak. Um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna um talk about a, a lot of stuff because I've played a lot of stuff. Um, starting off with uh, reviewing Counter-Strike Global Offensive on the Xbox 360. Yeah, we got two reviews coming in for that one, for the PC, one for the 360. Yep. Um, that's Counter-Strike. Which means you died a lot, right? You know, yeah, I mean, hell, everybody dies a lot in Counter-Strike. Um, but I actually kind of hold my own. I mean, it's... But you are playing with the 360 guys. This is true. Well, don't get me wrong. I met a couple of guys that were, like, insane, but... In the membrane? In the membrane. Um, but it's, it's... I mean, it's good. I mean, it's Counter-Strike. I mean, Counter-Strike's one of the best competitive first-person shooters that's ever been made, and this is just capitalizing on it. You know, they, they've... I really like the interface. Like, while you're playing, it shows... Each team at the top, it basically uses your avatar picture, uh, and it shows their health bars and stuff like that. So you kind of see where you stand while you're playing the game and things like that. And they do a pretty good job. It's it's actually good. I mean, I I, I still feel that it, it's kind of floaty at times when moving, um, and I think that's just because it translates from the PC version. Um, and they have a, a good amount of modes. There's you know there's the hardcore mode where you know friendly fires on and uh, you know, you have to use your money wisely, and you can only get money if you um, you kill guys. And then you have the casual modes and stuff like that. And there's two different types of like, um, I, I guess, gameplay modes. So there's one where you have to either rescue the hostages or you know try and keep the the counter terrorist group from getting the hostages, or you play as the terrorist and they're trying to plant a bomb and 
it's why, basically search and destroy. Why are terrorists always trying to plant a bomb? It's it's always a bomb. Mm, I, you want them to plant flowers? Yeah, well, you know, it wouldn't you know, be terrorism then. Maybe they should yeah. try something else because this bomb stuff doesn't seem to be working out. You know, I, I don't it. know. Venus flytraps. Scare your ass off with these orchids. I want to put a Venus flytrap in the toilets in the building. In every yeah. Toilet. Okay, that would scare me. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. How about you put a? How about you put like a snake in the toilets, like a poisonous snake. <laughs> That's pretty terrifying. So it, yeah. see, I'm yeah. a better terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Step up your game, terrorist. Exactly. But um, yeah. Uh, Counter Strike. It's it's. Counter Strike. I mean, that's the best thing you can throw. It's it's good. Your game um, is through. The 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 problem I have with it, which I've always had with it, you can't aim down the sights of the gun. Call well, of Duty has ruined me on that. Well, you can't aim down the sights because it's totally twitch. Yeah. Like you can't you can't aim down the sights in Unreal either. Yeah, I know. Aiming down the sights in Counter Strike is basically crouching. Yep. So it slows you down too much. Yeah, crouch and you get better accuracy. Um, but it's it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, check out my full review. It's it's actually really good. And if you're into first person shooters, you can't really beat it. Um, I also played uh, some Dark Siders two on the PC. Wrote my review. It's live. Um, it's good. It's um, it's more role playing game feeling. Um, I did experience a few bugs where that freaking bird kept telling me to go here and there's nothing to do here. I think that bird was smoking a little J. I think he was too because, like, it, it happened with me in Fable as well where that little, the little trail that you can follow. It, it took me to a room. There's nothing there. If I leave that room, it's telling me to go back to that room. If I go to the opposite side, it's telling me, oh, go back to that room. I'm like, well, fuck you, you fucking bird. You're not telling me anything. So, but yeah, it's, it's actually really good. And I, what I love the most about this game is the music. I think it has some really good music. It's a lot different from the first game. It's Jesper Kid, right? It, I, maybe. I'm pretty sure he did the soundtrack. Huh. It's more RPG feeling. There's a lot of because you're around a bunch of dudes who speak with Scottish accents. It sounds like Scottish music. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. It, it, it does have a roaming the Highlands feel to it. <laughs> yeah, a good chunk of the time. Highlands feel to it. But yeah, um, check out my full review there. Um, I also played a game called uh, Mugen Souls. I thought it was Mugen. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Yeah, I think you may be. I think it's called Mugen. Mugen? Because you know that the the program where you could... I thought that, have, was, I thought that was Mugen. I thought it was Mugen. Oh, it was Mugen. You, the, like the program where you can like yeah, make you can fight, your own fighting, fighting games? games? Yeah, I thought it was Mugen. I always thought it was Mugen. Because Mugen sounds gross and I wouldn't want to play it. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I played this game. It's got boobies in it. It does. Um, I mean, how can I explain this game? Boobies. Now wait. Now you need to wait because <sighs> pedophile boobies. If you really like anime, boobies, and you like RPGs, boobies, you may actually like this game. Boobies. I don't think 
Ah, uh, all right. So it plays a lot. If I had to mention anything, it, it plays a lot like Hyperdimension Neptunia Mark Two, the second one. Yeah, all five people who play that know what you're talking about. Well, they. I'm. This is for them. Uh, it plays like that. You have a you you have a circle where you can run around during the battlefield, and you have in basically you have to run to the enemies. Then you can choose what you want to do. Uh, the game has a lot to do with like you play as this girl who wants to make everything her peon. She wants to basically have slaves. Everywhere. At least she doesn't want to peon everything. Uh, that's a bonus. Yeah, that's true. So that plays into the gameplay where you have to basically coax enemies and other things to basically love you. So you have to choose different phrases to say or different actions to do during the battles and it may appeal to depending on how they feel at the moment or where or if they have a big ego or if they're you know they're they're timid. It, it's 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 very complicated at times. And I had a I had a rough time at the beginning trying to figure out this stuff. I mean, now that I've put some hours into it, it's it's kind of simple. Um, it's just a lot to remember. Um, Is R. Kelly in this game? Drip drip drip. Um, you can get a whiff no. of my Hershey stains. What? Uh, no. It wasn't about peeing on people. That's, that's, it, I've kind of rolled with. That it was. That's yeah. They just call them peons. Mugen. Is it Mugen? I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce that. Somebody who's listening to this tell me. Is it Mugen? It's probably or Mugen? pronounced some kind of weird way, like you know how manga is like actually manga. You know, so it's probably like Mugen. Mugen. Well. So it's like got a it's got a Brit, uh, Boston accent to it or something. It's a Morgan Souls <laughs> pronounced Megan. It's just really fucked. It's just really confusing. <laughs> but yeah, um, I have a preview of that. Uh, unfortunately, or for, or fortunately, there is a um, delay for the uh, the well, North American version. Yeah, only in America. It's still coming out in Europe like the a September. month before. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, check out my preview. If it looks kind of interesting to you, you might want to check it out. Yeah, it's um, only been delayed into the big month of October. You know. Yeah, nothing's coming out then. Nothing else coming out in October. So, um, another game I played was Way of the Samurai Four. Oh shit! I heard this game is tip crazy. This this game is insane. Um, wow, how do I explain this game? So. It plays and feels a lot like a feudal Japan. Oh, it's not even feudal Japan. Uh, it, it's it's like an old timey yakuza. So it's Shinmu yeah. with swords. Well, you know, I mean, yakuza is Shinmu with guns, right? No, yakuza is mainly a a, a brawler, a beat 'em up. So with Shinmu, I never played Shinmu. Oh my God, go away. <laughs> How can you tell me two games are not Shinmu if you've never played Shinmu? Well, I thought Shinmu was just like a fucking adventure game where you no. walked around looking for sailors. You fight people in that game. You're a kung fu specialist. I thought it was a quick time event stuff. No, you actually do fight. Okay, see, I never I, every gameplay footage I've ever seen of Shinmu was either a quick time event where he was jumping over stuff and kicking people, or he was talking to looking for sailors. That's, That's all I've ever seen of that game. The sailor part is just a piece, okay, a small piece. 
Well, then it probably is like Shinmu. I mean, it's it's a big hub world where you can walk around, you can take on missions and things like that. Um, and there's these three different factions you can go by. It happens in like the I want to say that either the mid or late 1800s in Japan. Britain has uh, basically came over and wanted to start kind of like a small settlement in this area. So there's there's three factions you can choose to to kind of side with. You can be with the the rebels, which are people who don't want the British people there, the shogun, which are basically the police force, or you can side with the the British uh, explorers or settlers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and you take on missions with them, but you can also do side missions and things like that. And it, it has like a whole lot of like customization where you can just make your samurai look completely fucking ridiculous. And which I have, I've got like this really big, like Kabuki mask on Kabuki Joe. And he's got like this big, you know, he's got the, the Raiden hat. Sweet. And, um, I, you can change pretty much anything in the game. Uh, it's, it's kind of difficult at times because it, it has a lot of RPG elements into it, which is actually kind of cool. So while you're fighting, it, you know, if you, as long as you're fighting and doing just basically doing damage to guys, you can learn new abilities and new moves and things like that. Um, but you also have to keep in mind your sword durability. Your sword can break during a battle. Um, you know, you have to check your stamina. If if it goes down, you don't do as much damage. Um, and also your health and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of complicated when it comes to the combat and stuff like that. It's one that have a really cool thing where a meter will fill up every time you hit a guy. And if it gets about halfway, you can activate this special ability where basically you just, you combo guys, you can slash a bunch of guys at one time. And if you bring their health all the way down, they kind of just stand there for a minute and if you you can get like you can basically attack all the guys and get them to where they're basically dead, but then you deactivate that uh, mode that you're in, and he like he does the whole puts his sword back in the sheath, and when he closes it, everybody like kind of ah falls down at the same time. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the old school kung fu movies. Yeah, 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 and that's actually really cool. So um, yeah, it's 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 an okay game. It's it's kind of goofy. Um. Very RPG feeling, um, and the combat's it's okay. Um, it's a little wonky. It's a little rough around the edges sometimes. Uh, that camera definitely kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll have a review of that sometime this week as well. And the only other game I played was Dark Souls: Prepare to Die Edition. At least they let you know up front. Prepare to die. Yeah. yeah. And I've died a good amount so far. Um, it's Dark Souls. Um, if you can get into this game, it will be one of the best games you've ever played. If you can get into it. Some people can't. Um, I will mention that the Prepare to Die edition on the PC is... There's there's a few problems with it, and I, I'll go ahead and mention them. And I I don't I mean, this is just me saying the things. So they don't have many customization options whenever it comes to the uh, resolution. The game will only play in 720p. It doesn't look that great 
it this it looks especially on something like a PC. Uh, it it uses games for Windows Live, which is kind of that's the devil. Yeah, I really don't like games for Windows Live. Like I didn't mind it like a while back, but now that like especially this because I had to jump through so many freaking hoops just to play this freaking game. It was you know you're like oh you got to put in your code. All right, I put in my code. Oh well, you got to sign into Xbox Live. Well, we got to download the profile. Well, we got it took me like fucking almost twenty to thirty minutes just to fucking play the game, and I was like, come on, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, but you get achievements, right? You do get achievements. They have a separate set of achievements. Well, of course they have a separate set. I don't know how that works. Some of them don't. Every PC game that's on Games for Windows Live has a separate set of achievements. Okay. Just not very many games on Games for Windows Live. But, um... You know Solitaire has achievements now? Yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. Well, I'm going to get every single one of those. Yeah, I think you got to get Windows 8 for that to work. Yeah. Which Windows 8, you know, it's like everybody's talking about, it's only 30 bucks. It's true. You know, it's not like it, the old days where it was like, hey, you want to upgrade Windows? Ah, give me like $200. Well, I don't know. I, I'm I'm okay with Windows 7 right now. I don't know. I may do it just because it's 30 bucks. Yeah, but I didn't pay for my Windows Oh, 7. well, see, you know, if you'd stop doing that, just saying. But it was free. Fucking pirates. Hey, my roommate did it. I didn't do it. Yeah, you're still an accessory to murder. Oh, no. Murder, huh? Yeah. I can't believe... I I feel so bad that Microsoft didn't get that $100 from me. I'm sure you you know why they can't afford to have Clippy around anymore? I know. Because of your $100, so... Yeah. Way to bump him off. I'm sorry, Bill Gates. I'm sorry. You should be. I know you're struggling for money right now. But anyway. But yeah, Dark Souls. A fantastic game. I mean, it, like, bes- beside the games for Windows Live and beside the whole, you know, resolution thing. And yes, you can hack it to where you can have it in 1080p. The frame rate's still stuck at 30. But um, I don't want to do that for review sakes. You know, I just want to review it like it is, as is. Um, but, of course, when I'm done with the review, I will hack it to put it in 1080p. But um, aside from all that garbage, it's still a quality RPG. I suggest it to anyone who likes to play RPGs, but th- the game comes with a warning. This is not an easy game. It's It's very... Difficult, but very, very rewarding. Like you know, I like yeah. I, I just recently uh, killed the second boss, and that that took me the first time I'd ever played this game. God, you know, eight hours just to do that, and you you learn the game. That's how it is. You you learn it, and the game wants you to exploit it. Sometimes that's that's what's so crazy about this game. It doesn't explain anything to you. You have to just learn it on your own. But then you start thinking, well, can I actually, you know, kite this guy around to make him actually just fall off the bridge? Yes, you can. And the game encourages you to do that. So it's, you know, it's totally exploitable and it works. And, I mean, you, 
it's, it's the, one of the most unique experiences I've ever had playing a video game. And I highly suggest it to, to pretty much anybody. Everybody should at least try it. And that's it. I think. You think? Yeah, Crimson Gem Saga, but if you want to hear about my exploits there, go check out Phoenix Down. That's right. Final episodes this week, right? Final episodes this week. I am determined to beat it today. There you go. I'm going to beat it today. He's gonna Guaranteed. Be- he's going to beat it during the show. I'm going to beat it. Beat it like it owes him money. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as future stuff goes, more Dark Souls. Um, Way of Samurai 4. I enjoyed my time with Counter-Strike. I may hop on every once in a while just to play a couple of matches. That game's actually kind of fun. Um, and uh, whatever else happens this week, anything special coming out this week? Uh, there's a few things we'll talk about in a little okay. bit, but uh, I don't know. If, anything I'll get? I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know if you got any room left. Dude, I'm I'm kind of. Yeah, I've got four games to work on right now. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. And a Phoenix Down game. I don't know what we're going to do next week for Phoenix Down. So yeah, you we're thinking. Sh- you better start thro- thinking about that. We're throwing out Bully. We're thinking we're going to start Bully. You got somebody to play with you? I asked Justin if he'd like to join us again for it. I uh, haven't heard anything back from him. <laughs> so, uh, which we may not do, but we may do something else, depending. Okay. Uh, then I guess I'll move on to Dave. I know Dave's got a few games to talk about. I do. Uh,. I played for review new Super Mario Brothers 2 Electric on Boogaloo. The 3DS. What's that? Electric Boogaloo. It's actually on the move. On the move. What? Uh, wasn't that the subtitle for Mannequin 2? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Kate. Oh, Beckinsale. No, God. Dude, she wasn't even born when that movie came yeah, out. Yeah, no, that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> Fuck if I know, dude. She's on Sex in the City. What's her name? Kate. Uh, damn it. Somebody's IMDBing. I hear it. I'm looking it up. If somebody's, I think man- I don't know how to spell mannequin. I think man, if you start typing it in IMDB, it'll fill it out for you. Kim Cattrall. There you go. Kim. That wasn't Kate. It was Kim Cattrall. That's right. Thank you. Yep. She was in like all the '80s movies. Oh yeah. And then, what's the dude's name, Anthony? Anthony. Andrew, Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. See, it's been a long time. That's Weekend at Bernie's guy. Yeah, same guy. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. It was a great movie. That was a great was. movie. Second one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first one's the classic. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't dancing in the first one. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Or walking underwater. <laughs> That's all I remember from that movie. Uh, so, New Super Mario Brothers 2. The Quickening. Uh, yeah. It's kind of well, like an 80s movie, right? It's all the same. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, whatever two you can think of. Well, I have a question for you. Do you want to play another 2D Mario game? Don't I always? Then you should get it. I, I plan on it when I get my 3DS XL at some point. It is... It's just fine as a as a 2D Mario game. It's, you know, competent. It controls well and all of that stuff. This big coin thing that they've got, you know, I kind of felt like that was being pitched as, you know, something totally new and different. It, no, it's not. Just a bunch of coins. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a shit ton of coins everywhere. I collected about 600 in the first level. Um, and there's some new stuff, like there's the Golden Fire Flower, which is pretty rare, but all of your fireballs turn enemies or blocks into coins. Um, when you have, you know, the there's the question blocks that you hit and one coin pops out, and then there's the regular bricks that you can jump like 10 times and get multiple coins out of. When you finish those it turns into a gold box that you can jump up and basically sits on your head and spits out coins as you run and jump and do other stuff. So, I mean, all that's cool and it's, and it's fun. It is in no way, shape or form mandatory. Collecting a bunch of coins does nothing for you. Do you want something, you want something to blow your mind? Mario, Mario doesn't hit the blocks with his head. It's his fist. Yes, it is. It's always been his fist. Exactly, but everybody yep. always thinks it's his head. What? Yep. I've always thought it was his fist. That's why he always raised his arm up. Yeah, but everybody always thinks you're hitting it with your head. That's just kind of the thing. You know? I, I thought it was head when I was a kid, but I, I pretty quickly figured out it was fist. Yeah, so he's, he's fisting the blocks. I, How does I he throw fireballs? How does he throw fireballs? He throws. Them yeah, it, look, his... it looks like he's spitting them because he brings his hand up to his mouth. Yeah, but he's throwing them with his hand. Well, and then he makes that noise. Yeah, well, he you makes know, a, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it kind of sounds like he's spitting. Yeah, if he's spitting hot fire. Because <laughs> he ate the flower. He's spitting hot fire. My name is Dylan. I'm spitting hot fire. <laughs> if you, there are a lot of people, I feel like who probably won't get deja vu playing this game as badly as I did. Because this game is Super Mario World in a lot of ways. Oh, it's been a long time since I played Mario World. Like, you know, the caterpillar enemies, you know, the big long ones that you can kind of bounce on constantly. Yep. Those show up. Um, I don't know if anybody is as nerdy as me to remember the name, but Reznor, the, oh, yeah, the, the mini boss. The guy with the, 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 the ah, the tri, he's like Triceratops. Triceratops yeah. is on rotating platforms. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love they that use one. that exact mini boss. I mean, there are literally, it's like they cut and pasted stuff from Super Mario World and dropped it in here. Well, they've been doing that with every game, you know, like Squidoo, is that his name? That's, that's Nintendo for you. Yeah, Squidoo is in every game and the Goomba. And, uh, yeah, I just, it, I, you know, you're always going to have Koopas. You're, you know, you're always going to have Goombas and stuff like that. This one just felt like they took elements that were very specific to that game and just plopped them in. I think I'm okay with that, though, because that's the one game that hasn't been exploited. You know, like, do they still have the Chocolate World? I want the Chocolate World. No, there was no Chocolate World, but, you know, it's it's traditional Mario to a T. First world is regular, second world is sand, third world is water. You know, it just... If if it's to me, if it's what you're looking for, then it's fine. It's it's a it's a very good game. If you know, if you're going into it thinking, oh, this you know, they're finally changing it up. No, they're that was, not. That was three D land. Yeah, they they put another layer on it, but the coins are, and it's just like it's weird. You know, they it kind of feels like they wanted to try something different, but they were afraid to go all the way with it. So there's all of this coin stuff, and you're totally encouraged to do it, and it's all completely meaningless, unless you're going to be like, I collected 500 coins in this level. I'm going to go back and see if I can get 501. I mean, that's that's about it. Um, 
and like they left all of the original stuff. So every hundred coins gets you an extra life. I finished the game with 250 lives. I don't think the games, I don't think Mario games are about lives anymore. I I understand. But I mean, at that point, they are totally meaningless and I I shouldn't even, they shouldn't even be there. Yeah, you shouldn't even have a life meter. Like you shouldn't have a number of lives. It feels like they, they wanted to create a new game, but they didn't want to go all the way into it. So they left all of the old game stuff there and it just becomes ridiculous within this new framework. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. It just the whole time I was like, oh, I've done this before. That's a little bit different, but I still feel like I've done it before. But for a 2D Mario game, the level design is is really neat. They do some really cool things when you hit a when you hit a pow block now, it will trigger any coin blocks nearby. So you'll have like this big huge uh, collection of bricks and you'll hit a pow block and all the coin ones will trigger and all the brick ones will break so you know you may be left with like a staircase or you know it will it will kind of physically change the landscape of what you're looking at so there's there's some cool stuff again long story short if you want a 2d mario game get it if you're kind of burned out on that concept this ain't gonna change any of that I think I'm gonna have to pick this up because it's been a long time since I played it's been since new super mario brothers since I played a 2D Mario game. Oh, man. I and totally then, forgot to mention. I played a bunch of old school games. I played Mario 1 and 2. For the actual NES, too, right? Yes. On I an HD TV. On my HD TV, yeah. I, that I, was fun. I hope you know that you've probably broken your HD TV. I may have. Way to go. You need to put, the, you need to put that shit on a SCART. Seriously. Why? Because you're going to break your HD TV. <laughs> How the hell can you break it? Because you're going to burn that shit in. Oh, whatever. No, I played it for TV all of like an hour. That's, that was a rear projection issue 10 years ago. Uh-huh. When his, when his LCD TV is broken, no one come crying to me. You, you don't LC- get... LCDs, they, they don't get screen burning. Mm-hmm. I said whatever. You're living in the past, man. I'm allowed to live yep. in the past. Apparently I am too because I play Ninja Turtles. Hey, David Cage tells you to grow up. Okay, I saw that. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I love that. Is one of the games that I really have such fond memories of that I go back to, and I'm always like, "Fuck this game." This game's fucking difficult. I couldn't oh, make it past the damn. Got Fuck it. The damn. I. The only way I ever finished that game was with a game genie. Oh, game genie. Mm-hmm. I remember you. Game. I had a Game Shark. No, the Game Genie, the one that plugged into the fucking cartridge. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I had a Game Shark that plugged into the N64 cartridge. Yeah. I was saying that there wasn't a Game Shark for the original NES. No, that was no. Game Genie. And you put in like the eight-digit codes. Oh, it was crazy. On, on the Atari-looking screen. Yeah, that thing was so generic. But man, that thing was awesome. It, it was. <sighs> it was, yeah. I had to... Whatever the... Whatever like the best use item is in that game, because you... I don't think you could give yourself unlimited health with the Game Genie, but you could give yourself unlimited of those, and then you could just kind of roll through stuff pretty easily. It's... I don't even remember what it was. Back Um, when cheat codes were allowed. Yeah. And, oh, then I played Let's Dance. Hey, Let's Dance. Let's Dance. Not, okay. Not just dance. Let's Dance. Yeah, Let's Dance, too. It's got... It's uh, the chick from the Spice Girls, right? Yeah, well, and that... That leads me to my next question. 
do you want to see a lot of her cleavage? Sure. Sure. Well, then you might want to buy Let's Dance, but don't buy it for any other reasons. Can I just Google Mel B cleavage? That'd probably be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Probably. It's, uh, honestly, as a single-player dance game, it's not bad. Uh, you know, you get projected on the screen, and you're part of this five-person dance troupe. It, it works decently single-player. It's, you know, forgiving uh, on the on the dance moves, but when you're a man in your 30s, you appreciate that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I was kind of down with that. Um, once you start playing a two-player game, it it can't even tell. What if you what if you brought Mel B into your house and played with her um, in the game? I'm sorry, I probably, probably cleavage recognized. Yeah, <laughs> it opens up the playable mode. Super high res. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in a two player game, basically, as long as you are moving, it's giving you points. Um. <laughs> It would kind of between me and and the little one, it would lose which one of us it was tracking in the menus. I just really got the feeling that once it hit two people, it was just kind of guessing. Um, it's you know, it's it's intended to be a budget game, so every song is a difficulty level. Period. It's not like you can play this song on multiple difficulty levels. Um, it if this came out. When did Dan Central come out? Like three years ago? Two years ago? Two, I want to say. It's, it, it was a Connect launch title. It was, yeah, it was a Connect launch. If this came out when Dan Central came out, then it would have been a different story. Dan Central was 50 bucks. This was 20 Dan Central is now $20 on Amazon. Dan Central 2 is $30. Dan so Central at 3 this has point, time travel. At, at, yeah, at, at this point, you have a budget game that is the same price as the genre leader. And it doesn't make any sense, you know. For 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 twenty dollars, go buy Dan Central. For an extra ten bucks, buy Dan Central too. Yeah, you know they're it's a budget game at the wrong time, um, and it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. I as, for a game that you are expecting to be played by probably younger people, you know, I don't think I'm the target audience for that game. You know, having this chick in a cocktail dress with her, with her jugs hanging out, and uh, having some pretty stripperish moves in the game. You know, once I transitioned over to playing it with my little girl and parent, I'm like, yeah, I don't want you playing this. But I want my son playing it, right? Well, he's got to learn. I, you know, I need ex- <laughs> I need an excuse to have that kind of filth in my house. Son, you need to objectify women, and this is a great start. See her? She used to be famous. Well, and that's the weird thing. This game has a super generic case. They don't mention her at all. And there's a Spice Girls song in the damn game. Which one it, is it? Uh, Wannabe. Well, of course. of course. That's the only one that exists. <clears throat> I was about to it's, say, wasn't there were one-hit wonder, right? No, not really. No, they game. had a couple. Of, and hell, they had a movie. There were, I know they, they had just, a movie, but I mean... They were just in the Olympics. Yeah, but... They're, they're <laughs> big in... Don't you remember Sporty Spice running the 40-yard dash? She came in third. That was, that was pretty good. I bet I they were in the... <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> They're big in Europe. Just ask John about them. He's got posters of them on his ceiling. Is that like a national treasure over there or something? It, yeah, it's kind of like how Canada holds on to Brian Adams, you know? 
So, so what songs? So, what kind of caliber songs are we talking about this in this game? Uh, I recognized about three of them. Yeah, but you're like 35. I, I'm 35, and I'm a death metal fan. The yes. kids seem to recognize a lot of them, so I'm gonna say, at the very least, their musical selections were uh, poignant. Didn't they have Lady, was Lady Gaga in it? I believe Poker Face was in it. Yes. Oh, and uh, you can dance to uh, Karma Chameleon, which is you... strangely heart attack inducing if you're me. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that you thought that was George Michael and not Boy George. I w- yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking when I said that. I mean, th- those two, they got some similarities, <laughs> but they've really got some differences, too. Yeah, you know, definitely. You know, it's not yeah. a night and day difference. I didn't confuse George Michael with George Hamilton, for God's sakes. Well, this is true, but then again, you can't mistake George Hamilton. No. That, he that seems man. like the sun. Yeah, that the man. Oranging. Yeah, that man. <laughs> the oranging. He pops out of your sun-kissed, and he punches you right in the face. Dude, he might I'd be the Kool-Aid for that. half-brother. Exactly. Hey, now. So, yeah, don't... Uh, if you want to get a dance game, go go get Dance Central. Maybe you should just go to a club with Mel B. I'm sure she's available. You, you know, the and the sad thing is, when I turned that game on, I knew immediately who she was because somehow or another I got roped into watching some reality show she had, like, last year. <laughs> and I, I don't know. This is what happens when you live with three women. You just wind up watching things, and then you have no idea how that happened. Didn't she have a fitness game, too? Yeah, she did. Because I remember, god damn it, on the reality show, she was talking about going to film stuff for the fitness game. She has a fitness game and a dance game, and she's in the Spice. I mean, she's everywhere. Is she in the Spice Girls? Yeah, she's in the Spice Girls. I mean, does that still exist? There is no Spice Girls anymore, Oh, Jesus Christ. Drew, I just told you, they played at the Olympics. I know, but I thought that was just like a reunion thing. Hey, you remember these people? No, they're actually like out on tour again. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. Yikes. Did she bring her boobs? I think so. I mean, you got to pack them in an extra bag, but, you know. She's proud of them. I I, I am, too. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't really play a whole lot else because I was gone for like half of the time. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> out enjoying Nashville. How do you enjoy that? Oh. Na- As someone who hates country music, Nashville is still a lot of fun. It, it's a good place to go for a weekend. Well, the I fact that there. you said you had fried chicken for breakfast makes me want to go. I had fried Oh, my God. I went to this one place, and they just brought out, like, a huge plate of meat at breakfast time. And they're like, same, same place as the fried chicken place, actually. Uh, I did that. Uh, I got to have cinnamon whiskey. I found out about Jack Daniel's honey, which I then bought. And Drew is correct. It is really good. Told you. Uh, uh, God, that stuff is smooth. It is. You can drink it right out of the bottle. Yeah, shit faced. Oh, I, I just got it in the freezer next to said cinnamon whiskey that I, I didn't even know why I brought that home. I bought uh, I bought bacon and cheese flavored crickets that I have yet to eat. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at them in the package and trying to figure out why I did that. Uh, yeah, we don't eat those in the south. I think that's just a joke thing that we get northerners to come yeah, down they, and say, so, "Oh, like, no, oh. totally, everybody does this." Yeah. <laughs> No, they're really good, dude. And then you laugh as soon as they leave the store. I, I kind of felt like that's what happened when I when I bought them. 
but then I went back and bought the Mexican spice worms just, you know, to be sure. Um, and uh, oh, I finished playing through RE5 again on my second try. So fuck the final boss of that game, but otherwise it's okay. The police. Hey, uh, no spoilers. Yeah. Oh my god, that game came out three years ago. I don't care. Three-year-old game. And uh, really, I played through it so that now I can play through the DLC for that game, which I never did, which is... I feel bad about myself for there being Resident Evil content that I have not played. Especially Lost in Nightmares. You're going to kick yourself if you had not played that yet. I know. Isn't it, uh, isn't it straight-up tank controls? It, it can be. You can even try to go back to the door and it'll switch the camera to the mm. old-school uh-huh. camera. Yeah. And it takes you... place in a mansion that almost mimics the original mansion, which is pretty cool. Yeah, did um, you play Revelations? Yes. On the 3DS? Yes. I've got it. I haven't finished it. Uh, that game is fun to play. It's kind of short on Revelations. No. I kind of figured. Not, a- not, to ru- not to ruin it for I, if If you've played it any amount, you've probably kind of caught on to that. Yeah. These totally characters I don't give a shit about. Well, yeah. You gotta... They're just adding people in at this point because they're running out of stories for Chris and Jill. Yeah, but I remember my first hour of Revelations was, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think... Uh, I played some Android games. Oh. Did you get the new Cross Me color? Fuck, yes, I did, and it's awesome. <laughs> I knew. I was like, I saw that for free. I was like, I know Dave's getting that. Oh, man. I sat on the couch. I'm like, oh, my God. This is goodbye life. This is this is what I'm doing from now on. Jesus. Uh, I also uh, tried a new one called Elemental, which is neat. It's kind of a Sudoku-ish game. that It's weird. You should try it. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Well, I got a lot of stuff that I can talk about. And you know what? I'm not embargoed on anything. So there you go. Sweet. Uh, I start with my PS3, my PS triple. I played a few games on that. Uh, I'm reviewing Jojo, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Which uh, I'm shocked Drew being the fighting game guy, he never played this game. I never owned a Dreamcast. It was on the PlayStation. It was PlayStation crappy. PlayStation 1? Yeah, it was crappy, but it was on there. I mean, it wasn't uh-huh. nearly as good as the Dreamcast version. Because we all know that the Dreamcast is the greatest 2D fighting system ever made. Yeah. But did it start on the Dreamcast and then kind of backported to the PS1? No, I think they released at the same time. Uh, kind of like, uh, what was that, Street Fighter, Marvel Street Fighter... Those games, they always came out on Dreamcast and PS1, and they sucked on the PS1. Cause the they didn't system... do two. They did Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Well, I, I'm talking Marvel vs. Super, or uh, Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter vs. Uh, X-Men. No, Marvel vs. Street Fighter. Oh, I, was, I thought it was Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> They've made a million of yeah, them. They made X-Men, <laughs> Children of the Atom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel uh-huh. vs. Street Fighter, yeah, Marvel okay. vs. Capcom, and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, those were all 2D fighters. Yes. Um, 
And they all, most of them made it to the Dreamcast. Some of them were on the Saturn, which was also better than the PlayStation at 2D fighting games. But I digress. We're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, which lives up to its name wholeheartedly. Um, it is very bizarre. Um, as I was telling Drew before the show, it's kind of it's kind of Persona-ish, um, where instead of a Persona that you have, you basically have a button for your stand move, and it throws out this crazy character that's part of you. Uh, it can range from one dude having tentacles to another dude having a full-on, like, ho- fire hawk that will just uppercut you in the face. Um, it's, it's actually a pretty deep, pretty uh, interesting fighter. Uh, it's it's definitely not as uh, accessible as a Street Fighter. You go wow. into this, you know, trying to quarter circle forward and beat the computer, and you're probably going to get smoked. Uh, it has a full-on story mode for all the characters, which, as you can imagine, is pretty bizarre. Uh, it's based on anime. Yeah, it's based on a, a actually a manga. It's based on a manga, but uh, it's it's definitely out there. Uh, it's it's good. Um, I think Capcom is actually taking advantage of the people who want this game because it's twenty bucks. Really? No, wow. I was I was gonna ask, should I get this game? And you just said twenty bucks, and I say, no, I'm not getting this game. Yeah, I think they're just hitting the people who really hold on to the nostalgia of the JoJo universe uh, because they didn't even upgrade it to like uh, uh, Third Strike Online, to where it has like the challenges and all that stuff. It's just straight up vanilla JoJo. Um, the one thing I the, can say about it is the network code is fucking great. Really? Yeah, like there's no lag. Um, it's just it's smooth as butter. The network does it code. have lobbies. No, it's just you got fight requests and you've got your standard versus modes. Quick so match. So no, no spectator mode. No, there's nothing added to the game other than the online play. Jesus. So it's it's pretty bare bones. The HD twenty bucks for this. The HD part of it, I'm gonna tell you right now, is pretty much uh, we threw this you know gauze filter on here. Um, a lot of the purists will actually prefer the old version, uh, and it, you know that Capcom did this. It's cool that they're re-releasing this, and truthfully, the really the only the only people who are gonna get into this is you just can't find this game anymore. Wow. That's very vibrating. <laughs> I heard that all the way over here. So, but yeah, if you're holding on to that JoJo, you can pick it up 360 PS3, 20 bucks. It's kind of hardcore. It sucks, uh. sucks a little bit. That's 20 bucks because they're totally yeah. just taking advantage of you. There's no doubt about that. Hey, it's Capcom. Yeah, but see, I don't think Capcom takes advantage of people as much as everybody else does. But this time, I think they are. <clears throat> Well, that's where Capcom did this. Okay, we won't do DLC anymore, but you're going to have to pay a shit ton for our downloadable titles. <laughs> well, I doubt that because Marvel Origins is only fifteen bucks. Well, we'll find out. It is. I know, but I'm saying we'll find out how well that is. Did you see how uh, Capcom screwed uh, Monster Hunter fans by saying the new Monster Hunter is for iOS? And it's a um, uh, punch-out clone. Wow. That's pretty yeah. funny, actually. Where you just dodge and attack. That's pretty funny. I'm laughing yeah. about it. <clears throat> I'm laughing about it through my tears. Everybody likes to give Capcom a hard time, and then, you know, when you play Resident Evil 6, 
or Remember Me. Yeah, that game looked awesome. Yeah. Oh, we still got a whole year for that one. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah. But still, it so, looked... Forward to. It looked awesome. They showed, like, was it seven uh-huh. minutes of gameplay? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It looked really good. I like I like these, like, futuristic um, games. Um, I really enjoyed, like, Deus Ex, Deus Ex from, like, last year and stuff like that because it reminds me a lot of um, Blade Runner. Yeah, this game you can, like, go into people's minds and make them do stuff. It's kind of neat. Mindjack. Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically a good version of Mindjack. <laughs> uh, but also on my PS3, I played, I finally played through Journey. Everybody talked about Journey. Journey, 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 so great. Journey's a 9 out of 10. Journey's the, you know, pinnacle of this generation. And I finished it in an hour, and I was like, where did, where did it go? What happened? What was, what was, that wasn't a game. That was me pushing forward and making dolphin noises. Literally, that's what you, you make dolphin noises and it makes you fly. Wait, so, like, so it's the... Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like that. You, you hold down the... <laughs> you, you hold down the circle button and you send out like this... Uh, this sonar signal that lights up these scarves that make you fly and that helps you get to the top of things and then you just go forward again. But... Was someone helping you? Uh, I ran into, I think, a few different people throughout the game because the game does have the kind of... Uh, it's not asynchronous, but it's kind of asynchronous multiplayer where people could just join you at random. Um, and, I did, you know, some of them helped me, but I didn't really ever get the feeling that I needed them there. You know? Mm. Like, a lot of times they were just doing the stuff that I would have done and making my journey that much shorter. Stop helping me. <laughs> like he would just <laughs> like people would come into my and there's no voice chat or any kind of chat. So it's not like you can talk to each other. You can just make dolphin noises at each other. So like he's walking around or they're walking around. He's like and I'm like I'm like okay, what are we doing? Like okay. So we're going to go over here and I don't know. It's neat. It's like some of the stuff is neat. Um and yeah, it feels, it's really, it, if I had to rename this game, I would call it Perseverance. Because all you really got to do is have Perseverance and you will finish it. You can't die. Um, there's nothing to fight. The puzzles are pretty straightforward. There's nothing really special about them. And for God's sakes, it took me an hour and 15 minutes to beat it. And it's $15. Oh. Okay, for an hour and 15 minutes would you rather be with the game journey or listen to the band journey oh fuck it dude I, pff, band journey all the absolutely way. dude <laughs> it's one of the best bands there have been uh, yeah the wheels in the sky yep. bitch they keep on turning I'd buy their box set for $15 60 minutes of glorious journey music me and Steve Perry we're hanging out uh huh uh, but no, I, I, I don't. I don't see like I understand a lot of the indie game stuff and the the artsy game stuff. People are like, "Oh, it's just an experience." I'm like, "That's." I'm sorry, and just I don't see it. I gave it a shot. I tried it. I played all the way through it. You know what it is, don't you? I'm a dick. It's like the movie The Wall, where everybody says, "You there's watching the wall, and then there's watching." The Jason, wall. the difference there the is one of them is you smoked a joint. That's really the difference between watching the wall and watching the wall. 
Maybe that's where you screwed up with Journey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe uh, maybe you're supposed to watch the wall in order to play Journey. But I don't think that's what he meant, Jason. I think he was telling me to do drugs. Drugs yeah. are bad. Drugs oh yeah, are. that's that. No, that's exactly what I was telling you. Yeah, drugs are bad. <laughs> I wouldn't do drugs. Drugs are bad, Mookie. Not, not just for Journey. You know, whenever. Yeah, all the time. Well, all right. So, in just in terms of the experience, and you know, you doing something different, is there a price point at which you would have been happy? You know, if, if you had paid five bucks, would you have felt like that was something different and worth? Fi- you know, is is there a point where that hits, or is it just uninteresting at any amount? No, I felt if it had been five bucks, it'd have been kind of like going to a Tuesday movie for five bucks. It's like it, it felt more like an experience than a game. Um, so five bucks, I think, I'd have been okay. Fifteen, but like I asked people after I got it, because obviously I didn't buy it. They sent me a code for it, uh, and I played through it, and I'm just like, wow, if I'd have paid 15 bucks for this, I'd have been a little upset that it was only an hour and 15. And I know a lot of people are going to tell me, like, oh, you're supposed to play through it again. I'm like, I really had no interest to go into it again. Like, after you know what you're going to do in the game, you, you're pretty much done. You know how it ends. You're good. At least for me. So yeah, five bucks. Five bucks I'd have been okay. I'd have been like, here's an hour and 15 minutes of something different. So. And I'm not one of those people who gets upset about length of games. <clears throat> it just, it just, I don't know, this kind of didn't feel as much of a game as it did just kind of like a one-off experience. So. Yeah. I don't know. I would not put this on my game of the year or anything. It didn't blow me away when I finished it, so. Hmm. Cool. Um, so, I think that's it on the PS3. I think that's all I played. I did flip over. I played lots on my 360, finished a lot of games. Uh, I finished up Dust, <clears throat> which it's been two weeks, so it's been in that span that I finished up Dust, and that game is fantastic. Everybody should play it. Just prepare for one of the worst final bosses ever in the history really? of game kind. And it's just because it's frustrating. Like, the game is challenging <laughs> on normal all the way through. It's decently, you know, you got to pay attention to your health. you got to, you know, you've got the Castlevania checkpoints where you got to get to a save room before it's going to save. Otherwise, you got to do all that stuff over again. Um... And it it balances itself nicely. Anytime you die, you feel like it's your fault. Uh, until you get to the final boss, and he just has way too much health. Uh, and his tactics are just ridiculous. Not to mention that he's got tons of enemies with him at the same time. And three forms. And it's just... It's excessive. Nothing else in that game frustrated me as much as the final boss. So. Uh, but other than that, the game is just fantastic. So... Um, Metroidvania-style 2D animation is gorgeous. Um, the locales for the levels. And I'm, I'm loving the collectible friends. The indie friends. Like, you can find characters from other games locked away, and you can open them up and put them in the sanctuary. Like, I have Meat Boy and the Mall and the Dishwasher, and they're all hanging out up at the sanctuary. I think there's 12 total you can collect, which is pretty cool. Uh, I finished Sleeping Dogs, which, if John had been on... Um, do you guys know there's a demo up? You can go check it out now. 
Oh, is there? Yeah, and you totally should go check it out because that game is freaking fantastic. I did not know that. Um, this it's right now. It's probably in my top ten games of the year. It's it's really? just, it was so much fun. Uh, I love the story. The ending kind of felt like they wanted to make it sequely, but at the same time they didn't know if they were going to make a sequel, so they kind of tied it up. I don't know, kind of sloppily. But um, the game itself is just fantastic. I uh, loved every minute of it. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful game. Can't recommend it enough. If you enjoy uh, Hong Kong action flicks, and if you enjoy open world kind of uh, action games, I definitely... I mean, it's got a demo out now. Go check it out. It's really good. Uh, okay. it, what's that? Totally an unfair question, but just since you've finished one and I've only touched one of them, Given limited time and resources, Sleeping Dogs or Darksiders 2. Ouch. I mean, I, yeah, I know that that sucks because they are completely different games, but if you were interested in both but could only go in one direction. See, that that's going to depend on... you got the different people who are like, you know, my time is worth my money. So obviously Darksiders is much longer. I think Darksiders, if you do everything, is about 50 hours. If you do everything in Sleeping Dogs, you're looking at between 25 and 30. Okay. Uh, I found the variety in Sleeping Dogs better. Like, Darksiders, you pretty much know what you've got within the first five hours of that game. Yeah, and you're just going to do a lot of it. Yeah, you're just going to do it over and over again. Like, Sleeping Dogs never did that. Like, all the way up to the end, I was doing new stuff. So, there's that aspect of it. Uh, As far as story goes, they're both fantastic. I really don't know if one is better than the other. They're just two totally different stories. So, there's your things. You can base your decision off of that. Uh, I also, I don't remember, didn't talk about Transformers, Fall of Cybertron. I think I was still under embargo. Yeah, you were. Okay. Uh, I finished it. Uh, wonderful game. Um, totally, if you're a Transformers fan, you need to buy that game. Uh, there are so many references to the movie. Uh, as far as it just being a game as itself, it's it's just good. You know, it's just a pretty standard third-person shooter uh, where you can transform into a car. Um, but it's all about the fan service, truthfully, uh, of which there is a lot. And I love the diversity of the story. The story is actually pretty interesting. Characters are really well done. And that might be one of the greatest final levels uh, I've played in a while, and simply, truthfully, because I'm such a huge Transformers fan, that so much of that stood out. Uh, the multiplayer, though, is fantastic. Uh, you can create your own Transformer um, using different chest pieces and head pieces, and uh, I mean, it's class-based, so you get to choose which vehicle you're going to pick from the beginning. Like, the, the scientist is going to be the plane, uh, the tank is going to be pretty much the tank, um... The leader is going to be a truck, and I think the standard soldier is going to be a car. But you can customize everything about the way you look, including your colors for both Autobot and Decepticon, depending on which side you're playing on. Um, the Escalation mode returns, where you can play up to four players in like a Horde-style mode. Um, this time around, you don't get to pick uh, which character you want to play as. There's four characters per level. Every level's themed, like one level's themed for the Decepticon, so you've got... Megatron, Shockwave, Soundwave, and Starscream. So you could just pick one of those four. And again, they're all spread out among the class system. 
Um, but if you are a fan of Transformers, the old school Generation 1 stuff, you totally need to play this. There's so many references, so many characters, and so many nods in that game um, that it's just it's a must-play, truthfully. And it's it's not relatively long. I, I guess the big complaint a lot of people had is that War for Cybertron had you know three-player co-op. Uh, this one does not because they kind of focus on one character at a time. And it it's... It's kind of a trade-off, like, War for Cybertron was a straight-ahead third-person shooter, whereas this one adds a lot of new things, um, not spoiling anything because they've trailered the hell out of it, but, uh, like, Grimlock stage is very melee-focused, and uh, you're pretty much overpowered. Um, Then you've got levels like Jazz's level, which uh, you have a grappling hook, so that completely changes the dynamic. There's a stealth level, which surprisingly doesn't suck, so... And then, of course, all the fan service is unmatched in that game. <sighs> I want to be done, but I'm not. Sorry. I also played. <laughs> uh, I also played Madden. Lots and lots of Madden. Uh, I guess I'm about nine games into my season on the 360. Um, it's really good. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'm going to write my review this week. Um, this is the game, it seems like every three or four years they kind of overhaul the entire game, and they change a lot. Uh, this year it's obviously, they've uh, they've changed the franchise mode, it's now called Connected Careers. You can play it uh, as a player or a coach, depending on how you want to play it. If you play it as a player, it's kind of neat, because if you get tired um, as playing as like a running back or a quarterback, you can retire that player and switch to a different player uh, completely on the fly. Um, you can also, what was that funny? No, um, I, I looked up a picture to go with your Madden. Oh. And I'm going to post it and let you guys look at it. Okay. Well, anyway, um, the connected careers can also be played online. So you can play up to 32 player leagues, which is just kind of ridiculous. Um, the infinity engine is the new engine. Um, which allows tackles and things like that to actually be more realistic. So when a running back runs into another player, he doesn't have a canned animation. He actually will react to the other player physically, uh, which it, it looks good for the most part. And then you get some really weird stuff, usually after the play is dead, with people getting up and tripping over each other and doing like cartwheels and shit. It's, it's kind of funny <laughs> sometimes. Um, and then, then there's some glitches here and there in the game. Obviously the... Um, I've had players run through the walls, which is a common problem with Madden. Um, there's some stiff animations here. There's still some wonky stuff here. Like, a lot of the stuff that people are complaining about is really drilled down. Like, playing a game at 4.15 doesn't have the same lighting as a game that ends at 4.15, kind of, you know. Uh, you can't edit player attributes when you're in the connected career, so you can't give yourself some super stud, uh, but you also can't you know, update the roster. You have to use EA's roster, so that's a big complaint. Um, but outside of that, everything is great. The entire menu structure has been redone, uh, and it looks fantastic, plays fantastic. I love the new quarterback trajectory throws to where you can use the left analog stick to kind of throw behind receivers or over defenders, uh, depending on, you know, the coverage and things like that. So there's a lot of improvements. It's definitely worth checking out this year, especially if you've given the last few years off, uh, or if you're just looking for a football game. Uh, I also play the Vita version, uh, which I can't speak as highly of. <laughs> uh, and it's mostly because they ported last year's game 
Makes uh, no sense. And it's poorly ported. Uh, I know after one or two games, I had a splitting headache from the frame rate. It's It's got really bad frame rate. Um, I was playing as my Raiders, and they're still using the old coach's playbook, which just really takes you out of the experience. Uh, it doesn't include the connected careers. It still uses traditional franchise mode and superstar mode. So it's still using last year's features. Um, just as a base, though, it looks pretty good. If they can clean up that frame rate and add in the features, I think the Vita version will definitely be cool once they actually take a full year to work on it. Uh, as far as playing football on the go, you can still get away with it. It's still better than the 3DS version. It's probably the best portable version, but that still doesn't make it fantastic. So uh, both reviews for both of those will be up this week. So, uh, and as far as that, that's it. So, and I'm tired of talking about Boom. games. Uh, as far as future fondling goes, I'm going to play some more Madden, clean up my review, um, and I think, and then I'm going to do JoJo, play some more JoJo for that review, and I think the next big one coming in is uh, Borderlands. I got Borderlands coming this week or next week? I can't remember. Which is super early. Yeah, the game's out, what, September 18th? 18th. So yeah, it'll either be here this week or next week. And then uh, I got my new iPad coming this week, so... Maybe I'll go Sweet. buy the full version of uh, Saturday Morning RPG, because uh, that, that thing was the shit. It really was. Oh, yeah, so I played a lot of crap. Goodness, that's what happens when you lose a week. Uh, but I got new releases. We're going to jump into new releases. Um, Damage Inc. Pacific Squadron World War II for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, which uh, Wombat was not here to talk about. He will be reviewing that. His review should be up uh, on Tuesday when the embargo lifts. Uh, Madden NFL 13 due out this week for the Wii 360, PS3, uh, Vita, 3DS, pretty much anything you can name. Every damn thing imaginable. It's coming out for... Uh, the uh, PlayStation 3 collections are due out this week, which includes Infamous, uh, God of War, and Ratchet and & Clank. All three due out this week. Infamous and God of War are 40 bucks a piece, while Ratchet & Clank is dropping in at 30 Oh, I thought they were all 30 No. God of War and Infamous are 40 uh, Also out this week is Guild Wars 2 for the PC. Oh, I'm playing that. Yes. About that. It is due out on the 28th, so Tuesday. Uh, Journey Collector's Edition, which is basically the game plus the other two games that company made. So there you go. And that looks like that's it for uh, retail releases. As far as digital goes, um, this week on PSN, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD is dropping like it's hot. Uh, and 360 has a massive arcade uh, releases this week, which include Joe Danger 2, the movie, uh, Rock Band Blitz, and WWE WrestleFest. All three do out this week, and all three a lot of people are interested in. Because I know WrestleFest is kind of like those old Super NES arcade games. Uh, Rock Band Blitz is like frequency and amplitude, but you can use your Rock Band songs. And then Joe Danger is just awesome. If you've never played Joe Danger, you need to go check that out. It's a great game. 
So there you go. It's kind of funny that Joe Danger was initially a PSN exclusive, and now the sequel is making its debut on 360. Yep. It's kind of weird. Uh, but that's it for releases this week. So now I'm going to jump over to news. Which you all know what the big news this week was, right? Mm, no. Screenshots? Grand Theft Auto Five. Who gives a flying fuck? That's not news. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm already sick of hearing about Grand Theft Auto Five, and the game's not even fucking out yet. Well, it's, they put out some screenshots, man. Did you see them? They look beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's going to be the best game ever. They said that about Grand Theft Auto Four, and you know what? I fucking hate that game. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> That's the that was the big story. I guess they released like ten screenshots total, I think. So And then everybody's like, Oh these screenshots if you look at the bottom of it it says that there's this little thing that relates to another website and if you go to it it says it's coming out this November. Well yeah. So I mean I just who cares? Who cares? There's a million other frigging games out there right now. Well, yeah, but everybody only cares about a collection of mediocre mini games. Yeah, I stopped caring about those games and bad ago. driving mechanics. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. Holy crap! I don't care what anybody says, and I know Wombat will fight me to the death on it. But that driving in Grand Theft Auto has always been crap. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Never been a fan of Grand Theft Auto. I played all of them, and I usually get about three or four hours in, and then just stop. Yep, I'm in the same boat. <clears throat> I've, I've completed Grand Theft Auto 4 and I hated it I didn't like it I was just like this is fucking stupid I didn't like the characters I didn't like any of the the mission structure and stuff like that and it was just bad I just didn't like it I don't understand why people tout that as like amazing I don't because know. you can go fuck hookers I've, I've played um, like open world games to me now um, with Saints Row Just Cause and, and most recently Sleeping Dogs Sleeping Dogs really um it just feels like the open world games can be more fun than Grand Theft Auto actually is. And that's that's why I play games is for fun. And if I'm not having fun three or four hours into it and your game is like 40 hours long, yeah, I think we're done. Uh, Uncharted movie uh, has lost another director. Neil Berger is now off the uh, project. Who was originally going to do that? I can't remember. I just think they need to just let it go. That's that's never going to happen. Yeah. They're just going to keep trying for another five years. And then by that point, nobody will care about a movie based on those games. Exactly. Uh, Remedy is saying that the next-gen consoles are a, quote, quantum leap. So Scott Bakula is going to be on the box here, your new console. Well, I'll have to ask Ziggy about that. Yeah, ask Ziggy. And the uh, PS2 will be able to render Pixar-like graphics. Well, yeah, the N64 could do that. Remember that? Yep. Ooh. Yeah, N64, baby. Yeah, it's... I told you about that. Uh, Activision is considering all franchises for mobile. Well, of course they are. Mobile is, you know, it's a big-ass moneymaker. Apparently it is. I mean, they're releasing everything on mobile now. Uh, Microsoft has revealed their new logo. It's the first logo, logo change in 25 years. It's still Windows. Well, yeah, it's four different colored boxes and then the window, but it's all like square now. Yeah, it's not actually a... It always looked like a flag to me. Yeah. And it's not a flag anymore. It's just four boxes. Yeah. Uh, I Am Alive was announced for the PC. It's due to hit on September 13th and will be, again, $15. And I will probably pick that up then. It, it includes exclusive easy and replay modes. 
So. Then I will probably pick that up then. <laughs> uh, PlayStation 4 is going to support 4K resolution, which makes me laugh because they supported 3D and they haven't talked about 3D in a year now. Yeah. What happened to that 3D television they were offering? Hmm. <laughs> that thing was on clearance everywhere. Um, Wait, so what? what is 4K resolution? I have, it's just like super high resolution. It's it's a new television set. It's called a 4K television. It's basically just like double HD or something like that. Great. So now I gotta rebuy everything on double Blu-ray. Well, yeah. Yep. Even though nothing will be filmed at that higher resolution, that's the best part. Exactly. I mean, it's just <laughs> uh, not now. Is is this going to be like the iPad 3 Retina display, where it's super high res, but there's nothing that actually uses it? Well, pretty much, except for the. I think the Hobbit is going to be one of the first movies to use, and it's not even. It's got some special kind of filming thing they got going on. Yeah, forty-eight frames per second instead of the standard twenty-four right now. Mm, hoopty shit! You won't even notice because your eyes can only render sixty. Yeah, I heard that it is pretty noticeable. I heard it looks like a. Uh, I heard it looks like a soap opera. Um, Be- because it moves so smoothly, it's it's like it's like when you increase the. Uh, it's like those the hertz. The, the hertz, the televisions with the, the what 120 hertz or something. Yeah, like that. 120 hertz, but on a theater screen. That it's that that it doesn't look right. It looks unnatural, and it makes me sick sometimes when I look yeah. at it like that. Untheatrical. Yeah, they just need to slow down. <laughs> but but I heard that not all the theaters will support it though. So. Uh, election 2012 Hub is coming to Xbox Live, so if you want to follow the election, it's going to start on August 27th. Uh, the Republican National Convention will be on there. It's uh, uh, awesome, uh, you know, yeah. be- because I don't get enough election-related material through my TV. Exactly. So I need it somewhere else. Uh, Kickstarter has started up another uh, classic franchise, Broken Sword, The Serpent's Curse. Uh, Revolution Software is going to bring it to PC, Mac, and iOS, and Android, and hopefully to PSN and 360 after that. Never played them. Uh, World of Warcraft, free cap, staying at 20. Uh, They looked at it a lot and decided to keep it at level 20 instead of increasing or decreasing it. Um, Gearbox released a browser-based overhead arcade-style shooter called The Borderlands for PC. It's a 16-bit demake of the original Borderlands game. (laughs) <laughs> so you go check that out it's an interesting concept at least it is um, people talking about free to play don't really care Black Isle Studios is apparently making a return Black Isle yeah Black Isle what'd they do uh, Fallout Baldur's Gate oh you know uh, Ubisoft CEO uh, claims that 93 to 95% uh, piracy rate on its PC games. Okay. 93%, huh? Yeah. Wow, you guys are losing your asses, aren't you? Yeah, no doubt. Why are you even, even making the, why, PC Yeah, games? why are you even fucking making them for that system, then? Um, Sony closed uh, Wipeout Studio, Cygnosis, which was renamed, I believe, uh, Sony Liverpool was their Liverpool. new name. yeah. Uh, they closed the Wipeout studio. A lot of people were like, oh, this is the end of video games. I'm like, dude, they made a Wipeout game, but 
they're not exactly a top tier franchise. I'm surprised they lasted as long as they did. They're great games, don't get me wrong, but they don't sell in the droves. So. That's why the last one was free. Yeah. Uh, the Infinity Blade devs, Chair Entertainment, are releasing an Obama versus Romney Infinity Blade style brawling game. Holy crap. That's pretty funny. Will it actually come out, or was it like the fucking Mercenaries 2 in Osara Palin and Obama thing that never know. came out? This is Epic Games and Chair Entertainment, so. Chair. Yeah, the guys, the guys that made Shadow Complex. And Infinity Blade. Hmm. Yeah. Um, iPhone 5, rumored for September 21st, debut. Don't care. Of course you don't. You own an Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connect has price dropped, which I didn't understand this at all. Why? Uh, it was 109. It was 109.99 now, instead of just going to 99.99. It makes no sense. That $10 is That's making up for those pirated Connect games. It's Stupid. That doesn't sound like a deal. It sounds like I think the best the best person that retweeted me on that was Kat, and she said it sounds like I'm buying a refurbished Connect. That sounds like a refurbished price. It really does. Yeah, it's it's weird number. Honestly, though, those things have been available for around that price for a while. You know, I I know that the retail price has been 150 bucks, but. If you did any amount of looking, you could buy a Connect for between 100 and 115 for some time now. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I think mine was 100 bucks. Uh, uh, it came with three games. We're gonna start talking about this a lot more coming up. But Nintendo is holding a uh, event for the Wii U on September 13th. Uh, the latest rumor that I hear, October 25th for the release date for the Wii U. Sounds about right. So. It'll be interesting. I, th- I figured they'd go a little bit into November, but maybe not. Yeah, October 25th is the latest rumor. No latest rumor on price, although they're still kind of hovering around 299 uh, If it goes up to 349 I think they're shooting themselves in the foot, no doubt. I, I'm thinking 299 is shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they're going to have a hard sell at that. 299 yep. $2. is passable. But they can get away with two. That's the absolute most. It should be one ninety nine. It should be. But that controller is too expensive to run it for two. Well, okay, but instead of Nintendo World, what is that system launching with? That's not launching. Well, you got Rayman, Zombie U, obviously Batman. They're probably gonna have about ten to fifteen. Mass Effect games. Three. Mass Effect Three. Uh, Mario's not launching, which is really a pain in the ass. Yes. Without the Mario, it it's just. I mean, Rayman's big uh, for the core gamers. It's not it's, so big. It's a, for, what is it? Origins? It, no, it's a whole new game. It's exclusive. Oh, it is. A, okay. Yeah, it's a whole. Rayman new Legends is yeah. the name of it, I believe. It's a whole new exclusive game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which sucks because it means you have to buy a Wii U to play the follow-up to probably one of the best 2D games of this gen. So. It, um, <laughs> I think it'll eventually be out other places. I hope so. I, I think the sold. way that the Wii U is going to sell. That thing will get ported. Yeah, but it'll be like everything else. Will you care by then? You know. No. That's the problem. I mean, do you really need a whole lot of continuity in your Rayman games? Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like everything else. Once it's old, it's old. You know, like Batman: Arkham City is only a year old, but does anybody really care that's coming no. out on the Wii U? No. So but is it not three. still a good game for those who haven't played it, for those who haven't had access to it? Of course, it's a fantastic game. 
But I, I want to meet somebody who's actually sitting here waiting to get a Wii U. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty, Drew. Don't worry about that. Oh, you know what? Tweet to me, please. DML Fury. <laughs> I want to know. Not not so much who you are, but why. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you should keep yourself anonymous. I'm t- I'm asking. I don't. I'm not afraid yet. That thing really feels like no matter what it does at launch, it's going to have a very quick 3DS style price drop. Oh yeah. I just I don't see any system movers in their early or near term lineup. Well, I think they're gonna they're gonna drop it at the biggest price they can. Get as many people to bite, and then when then when Sony and uh, Microsoft announce their systems next year, they're going to drop that price pretty quick. I mean, the, like, oh, they screwed me again. There's always a certain number of people who will buy the new thing just because it's the new thing. So, for all of you who are going to do that, get ready for your Wii U ambassador program sometime in 2013. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of Nintendo, the last piece of news I want to talk about is probably one of the biggest blows uh, that we've had. Is uh, after all these years, Nintendo Power is gone. Oh, yeah, uh, that that yes. is kind of crappy because I I used to read Nintendo Power a lot. I think there isn't a person that plays games that's been playing games for the past twenty years that did not read that magazine at one point or another. Yeah, I subscribe to it from. Oh God, I've got them. I still have a stack of them, like from 1998 to like 2003, 2004. Yeah, yeah just just last week, I I finally threw out about 50 of them because I'm like, I'm never going to do anything with these. And it's it's amazing when you look back at that magazine in the early days. That was just pure propaganda. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. But like it 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 legitimized somewhat over time. But, yeah, that was, that was one big ad that you were buying a monthly subscription to for the and, first several years. This is true, but it had full-on walkthroughs at times. Well, yeah, that was back in the days when that kind of stuff actually mattered. People didn't have access to the Internet, so they get these walkthroughs, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know? So it's... It's a sad day. It's it's the end of an era. It's definitely that's you know all these people talking about how video games have changed and changed and changed. This is the first thing that actually makes me feel like the gaming is changing. The fact well, and 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 they were. I mean, that was the only place to get information about the Ultra sixty four mm. and the Super Famicom. You know what I mean? They they had a tight control over over that information. And at that time, when there was a Master System and there was an NES, you were probably in one of the two camps and if you were a nintendo kid then that was how you found out about the new stuff period there wasn't really another option yeah it makes me makes me sad you know what's crazy i purchased uh issue of nintendo power about a month ago yeah it was still it's still uh, it was still around I, i honestly i think it's still the best uh video game magazine that just covers one company official magazine yeah, yeah. i yeah. i have to be fair when i found out they were going out of business i my first thought was they're still making that magazine <laughs> yeah a lot a lot, lot of people feel that way my first thought was well when you're basing it around a failed company uh. <laughs> you're so negative drew I'm yeah. not negative. I'm saying the truth. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo that, that loses really, money like a motherfucker. So, and, so. and that really is kind of sad. 
that you know they launched a new console last year they're preparing to launch another new console and they can't push their official magazine to enough people that when interest in them should be really high they they can't get that out there granted Ooh. you know the internet, the internet happened breaks all of that but did, did you hear how uh how well nintendo is doing in japan right now like 70 percent video game sales good for them japan will not keep them afloat um it'll keep them afloat it might not make them flourish but it'll probably stabilize them well and nintendo focuses more than any other company on a lot of very japan specific things like horse racing games and you know and stuff like that that they really cater to that market i think more than anybody else and if i'm not mistaken i think they still own the seattle mariners baseball team nintendo owns I'm, the mariners oh yes. god they have for basically when did ken griffey jr come out because that was the year uh, after oh nintendo bought the mariners was that like 96 yep. no. i i have the freaking Nintendo 94? Power magazine with him on the cover of it. Yeah, because they, they bought the Mariners and then immediately Griffey came out on the Super Nintendo, which aside from RBI Baseball is probably still my favorite baseball game ever. It is a very good baseball game. King Griffey was good. Yep. It's very interesting to see how this will turn out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got emails. 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 Cool. If you want to shoot Sweet. us an email, you continue to hit that hit that box. It's uh, podcasts at ztgd.com. Shoot them over. I got a few here. First one comes from Jamie. His email address is awesome. It's the great grizzly pear at whatever.com. I won't say <laughs> it so people don't send him emails or whatever. Uh, but that's a great that's a great email address. He says, first off, the email question is a very good and convenient idea. Better than using the forums. Well, thank you. He says, Number one, online focus games often offer a great multiplayer experience. However, with servers being shut down in games and losing support by the developers sooner or later, I feel weary about spending 60 bucks on a game that will lose most of its player base a year later. Especially considering ga- those games that rely on number of players, such as Mag, Warhawk, etc. What do you guys think about the multiplayer-only games? It's, it's a horrible model. It is a horrible model, and I feel like if you're going to do those games, you need to do them early, and you need to you need to have an expectation set that you're going to pay 60 bucks to play this for about three or four months. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I'm trying to imagine, like, a perfect example. I couldn't even review the damn game. Fray. Yeah. I, I, could, I can't review that game because nobody's playing it, and it's a online-only game. And well, it's just... yeah, one of two things happens to online games over the course of their lifespan. Either everybody bolts to the next thing, or the game is so hacked that you just don't want to play it anymore, even if there are people in it. Yeah, yeah there's only a few exceptions to that. Obviously, being Call of Duty, Halo, uh, and Gears of War seem to hold for uh, more than a year. So yeah, even the sports no. games don't last that long because they got new versions hidden. Halo Two is my point of there's still people playing this game, but there's so many people doing shit in this game that. You know, every other game is just a mess, and I'm being insta-killed, and it's just, I couldn't find enough fun, even though there were still people in there. Yeah. 
but those are the games that you can expect to last long. And when you get a big game like Warhawk uh, or Starhawk or Mag, if you want in on that, you best get on in early. And because if you hold out, you're probably not going to ever get to play it the way it was intended to be played. Or you're just going to get mauled by everybody who's been playing it from the beginning. Yep. That's the nature but of the beast. you got to keep in mind, though, Call of Duty and Gears and, and Halo, they also have single players, too. Yeah, they do. Um, so, I mean, even if people stop playing that game, you can still play the single player or play co-op with a, you know, a couple of buddies or something like that. But not well, like, as far as like an online-only game, how many people are still playing Warhawk? Uh, Warhawk's got a moderate following. Starhawk does not. Mag is pretty much dead. Um... It's, it's Warhawk is really the only one that held any kind of interest to most people, and it even it is struggling. I know. So, but wasn't there a online only like a? Uh, oh shit! What were those? It's like a tactical um, shooter. It's not Ghost Recon. It's um, spe- not Spec Ops. What is it? Uh, um, um, I don't know what you're zipper reaching. zipper made them. Oh, it's Mag. No, 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 not Mag. What would they make before that? SOCOM? SOCOM, yeah, the SOCOM. Didn't they have like an online-only SOCOM game? Mm, confrontation, but that wasn't made by Zipper. Oh, okay. Was that the newest one? No, the newest one's 4. It was made by Zipper, and it had a single player. Oh, it did have a single player. Yeah. Mag okay. is the oh. only game that Zipper's made that's online-only, as far as I Ah, know. okay. There, I mean, you're you're starting to see more options a little bit. There is a free-to-play online first-person shooter. There's several actually of those. Reviews, and yeah, there's several of okay. those. They've actually got Ghost Recon is free-to-play. They got, uh, you know, Monday Night Combat, Super Monday Night Combat is free-to-play on the PC. That's, oh, I didn't know that was free-to-play on the PC. That, that yeah. is totally free-to-play. Super Monday Night Super, Combat is free. Super Monday Night, not Monday Night not, Combat. Not Monday Night Combat. Super. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Blacklight Retribution is the one I was referring to. That is Blacklight. a free-to-play yeah. PC first-person shooter. That's probably the way they're going to need to go, um, kind of like they did with DC Universe for the MMO front. Um, they're just going to need to go free-to-play if they want to uh, keep these big you know, online-only games running. Because that's the only way you're going to get people to keep playing them, truthfully. That's true, but... It's, you will still lose people to the new thing. I mean, that's... Well, yeah, you've always got the migrators. I mean, even MMOs have the migrators. But at least, you know, those games keep like dc universe you can still find enough people to get a game going you know is is dust 514 isn't that supposed to be free to play or isn't isn't it like a free game but you have to pay uh, to like get stuff i believe so but it's also mixed in with uh, eve online yeah so it's kind of like a cross i played the beta for it not very good yeah i heard it's kind of eh. it's confusing as shit yeah. I know it's up on PS Plus. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, it's sitting up on PS Plus. It's just, I think they make it overly, I think it's a little overly ambitious is really going to be the problem with that game. Speaking of PS Plus, did everybody else get Counter-Strike for free? That's a demo. Oh. They Why just, the fuck does it automatically download that shit? I don't know. It's just a demo. I'm deleting that shit. Yeah, I did too. Did yours, autom- did yours automatically download? Some yeah, games, it, it like, was just there whenever I woke up. The yeah, next day. like it'll download betas. Like it downloaded the little Big Planet karting beta, and for some reason Counter Strike. I have no idea why it downloaded Counter Strike. It's oh, just a demo. Because mine doesn't do that. Huh? Did you turn your settings on? 
so that it auto updates at like four o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yeah, it auto updates because it yeah it just downloaded a patch for Uncharted three the other day. You know, <laughs> I played that game in forever, but no, it it doesn't download anything other than what I specifically go into my history and say download because I just grabbed Outland because I wanted to check that game out. No, the only okay. thing it's automatically downloaded were betas, and I have no idea why it did Counter Strike. I don't know either. Yeah, I was wondering why my PlayStation was on. Like whenever I left for work, I was like, "Why is my PlayStation on?" And I was like, "Oh, it's still doing those automatic updates." I'm like, "It must be downloading something big," yeah. and it was Counter Strike. All right. Uh, his second question is: With the next gen consoles obviously coming around the corner, what types of upgrades apart from graphics do you guys predict to see? This generation, we've seen fantastic online services, games on demand, entertainment functionality, achievements, trophies, and more. I'm just not too sure what will come next other than more pixels and better frame rates. What do you predict? Ads everywhere. That's, uh, that's already all over the 360. Uh, I hate ads. I hate it with a passion. Well, see, I'll be a little more positive. Uh, cloud gaming. Uh, and what we'll see here is um, backwards compatibility with older games. You'll be able to play them straight off the cloud. I think that'll be one of the bigger features for the new consoles. I uh, I just stumbled upon the uh, rumor that um, might have some sort of a future, future gaming mechanic, I, I suppose. Um, and that is uh, Burger King to issue Wii U toys. Okay. Now toys. you can play Sneak King on the Wii U. Dude, yeah. I'm there. I'm totally there. If he does the creepy face, I'm there. But evidently these are supposed to be toys that you put on the controller and it's like the Skylanders. Oh, Jesus. Is it going to so, be like that or is it going to be like, oh, I've got this little tennis racket thing that I could put on the end of my Wii and make it look like a tennis racket? Uh, that stuff needs to go away. <clears throat> I, I, I think that might be a... Uh, collectible real-life items that interact with video games. Uh, I think I think uh, people are going to take a note from the Wii U, I think, the, but Sony and Microsoft are going to do it with tablets. Uh, I think you're going to have interfaces on tablets um, for PlayStation 4 and the new Xbox. I think you will continue to see larger and larger pushes towards set-top entertainment boxes. I Really would not be super shocked if either of them, but the new Xbox specifically, offers some manner of DVR functionality. Yeah, I could see that too. But I, I guarantee you we're going to have massive hard drives in the new systems too. Yes. Yeah, really big hard drives and a push. I don't know so much at launch, but particularly over the course of the console to offer you enough television channels that you will at least think, well, do I need cable or do I just need an internet connection and an Xbox? Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to because I don't want cable. No, neither do I. I see a minimum of a $500 price tag for both of those systems. Yeah, probably. I'm thinking maybe 399 for low end. But you got to look at what you're getting. <clears throat> um, we're, we're not talking about a glorified 360 um, like the Wii U is. We're talking about yeah. new hardware. So. Yeah, that's true. I I kind of feel like everybody had to learn their lesson when the PS3 launched at 600 bucks and Yeah, you're not going to hit 600 again. Really badly, right? I mean, that's I'm, I I could see 400 500. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can see Sony making the same mistake multiple no, times. Sony, no, Sony won't no. make the same mistake again. The, their system will not launch for more than $500. I guarantee yeah. Well, okay, so what's your differentiator between the low end and the high end? Just space? Hard drive? Just hard drive space? Is, is that it? That's got to be it. Uh, there's no other factors. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It, there's no way they'll sell a hard drive list version no, because that was such no. a pain in the ass with the arcade. And well, that's why they killed it off so quick. I'm thinking that there might be a um, solid state drive, maybe not a big one, but a small one for the uh, for the OS and maybe for like one or two games that you play the most of. And then on top of that would be an optional hard drive for you know storing all the other games and stuff. That, that you have. I don't know. It will be, uh, I think Sony is, Sony's going to step up PSN. I think we're going to see a, uh, PlayStation plus turn into a more prominent, uh, subscription service. Yeah. They're going to need more people on PlayStation plus. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just, I think one thing that you will see and it's, eye of the beholder, whether or not you feel like it's a good thing or a bad thing, is retail games, day and date, downloadable, possibly a little bit cheaper. I think they're really going to make a push for getting you to download stuff because there is no used market for stuff that's digitally purchased. Yeah. Uh, Sony's already getting to that point now. Like I know Transformers and... uh couple other games were available day and date digitally. They were the same price, but they were available digitally. So, And they may start out being the same price. I think they will find out that they have to undercut that a little bit because well, yeah. if I can go to the store and buy something that I can eventually trade in for 30 bucks, what's my incentive to buy the digital version? Not to mention you don't get a box and instructions, which a lot of people care about. I mean, anymore you don't get instructions, well, but yeah, you true. don't get a nice box <laughs> to put on your shelf. Most people don't give you instruction books. So, yeah, uh, I also see, um, especially for uh, 360, like if you leave the system idle for any longer than a minute at a time, they'll start playing a string of commercials. Oh Jesus! I'll teach you to turn it off. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> his last question is spe- uh, specifically for Drew. Okay. He says, Drew, what do you think? Yes. Of, what do you think about Honey Boo Boo? Does it make you proud to be a Georgian? <laughs> so fucking much. She she is like we have national treasures, but Georgia has their own state treasures. Honey Boo Boo is like the queen. That's... We put her up there on this big pedestal, and then one day I'm going to take a sniper rifle and shoot her directly in the face. Wow. Uh, all right, I'm going to do one more email. Uh, and then we're going to hit to the Twitter. Uh, hit hit it and quit it. This one actually comes from DeHalo Fiend, Earl Tyler Jr. He sent us uh, an email that says, If I'm not the first one, uh, then I'm certainly not the last. Here's my question. Uh, fighting games have been on a rise lately, but only a few gems have stood out. What have been your best and worst fighting games that you've ever played? Hmm. Well, I definitely say that the best fighting games that I've ever played, uh, the Street Fighter Alpha 3. Yep, that's that a good one. That one's way up there for me. 
of course, Mortal Kombat 2 and the new MK are pretty much neck and neck for me. Um, as far as the worst fighting games I've ever played, oh, there's one I'm trying to think of. It was on the PlayStation 1. I can't remember the name of it. God, War of the Robots. Uh, the, the Rise of the Robots, you mean? Rise of the Robots, yeah. Um, but actually, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, the sword fighting game that was like trying to rip off Bushido Blade, but it was really terrible. Kingu. Oh, yeah. That game was terrible. Um, God, yeah, Rise of the Robots is up there. It's pretty bad. Um. Uh, I'm trying to think of the worst ones. Like, uh, Toshinden 2 was pretty bad. I do remember Toshinden 2 being pretty much ass. How about this? Now, this one, this one, <laughs> it can go either way. Um, Primal Rage. Primal uh, Rage is a classic, but it's, but it's not crap. That, it's not that good. Yeah. It's memorable for its hook, not for. For killing. Fighting you could kill the people that were worshiping you and vomit and fart on people. Uh, I can tell you another bad one is, uh, and nobody's probably ever heard of this game, but there was a 32X game called Cosmic Carnage. Never heard of it. That game's pretty... Oh, here's one for you. Um, Jason Rubin and Naughty Dog's first game, uh, which was Way of the Warrior, Way which the Warrior. Uh, was a full-motion video 2D fighting game with White Zombie doing the soundtrack. I remember that. I'm that, looking this up now. That you're, game, you're selling me on it. I, <laughs> I'm about to, yeah, seriously. Wait a minute. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm in. This game was on the 3DO, and it was awful. Characters such as T. Mike Gaines and Mitch Gavin. <laughs> Chris Sanford. Yeah. Sanford and Son. <laughs> yeah, that, that game was really pretty bad. If you guys have never seen it, it's worth going and looking up. Some this is on the 3DO? What yeah, was it was this? on the 3DO. You need to play this game. You need to go look I, at some YouTube videos of it. I'm going to, because this looks fucking... This sounds amazing. I man. think I still have it. I think I Way have... Way of the Warrior. Yeah. Was it, like, really violent? Like, really Oh, yeah, violent? it was It was a rip of Mortal Kombat, kind of. Um, you could, like, drink alcohol and spit fire and catch people on fire. And I think they had fatalities. I can't remember. But uh, the entire game, the soundtrack was all White Zombies album. It's not like they did original music for it. They did you know, one of their albums for it. I'm uh, not seeing anything. For what? I'm not seeing any... Oh, here we go. Fatality demonstration. Yeah. It's uh, that's a pretty bad game. Cool. So, there you go. It's amazing that the guys that did that went on to make Crash Bandicoot. You know, Jack and Daxter, Uncharted. <laughs> wow, this is fucking horrible. I told you. <laughs> I was I was never a big fighting game person, but the three that stand out to me are Dead or Alive 2. Oh, that game was so that, good. That, that was one of those I bought, I think it was the official Dreamcast magazine, put in the demo disc, and 20 minutes later I was driving to the store to buy that game. <laughs> that game, is the, that is the best... DOA game, really. It, it is. It is so simple but complex. Mm-hmm. It and it really walks great. that line looked, super well. It looked great at the time. It it did look incredible. What about um, hardcore? Huh? What about hardcore? Well, that, that was, was the just, PS2 yeah, version. That was of just it, wasn't the it? same game, just some extra costumes and stuff. So yeah, it was the same game. 
Never mind. Uh, I remember Marvel versus Capcom a lot. The first one. Yeah, because they used to have it in the uh, in the student union, and uh, and me and my girlfriend at the time would always go and play it. And that, like, as someone who doesn't care about any of those characters, that game was just fun. Uh, and of course, Ken Killer Instinct. The oh. hell. Well, yeah, no, Killer Instinct is a great game. Don't get me wrong. It's just I don't know that I hold it. I think it 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 ages better than it actually plays. <laughs> It, well, and again, as someone who is not a fighting game aficionado, I love that game. God, you want me to name mine? <laughs> do we have time? I'm sure we do. Ken has a good one. Uh, Street Fighter uh, Alpha 3. That's still probably one That's of my... one of the best Street Fighter games yeah. ever made. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it, but it's one of my favorites. Um, it's a uh, uh, SNK versus uh, Capcom Chaos. Oh yeah, SBC yeah. Chaos. Uh huh. That game is amazing. Um, let's see here. King of Fighters '98 had damn near everything you could ever imagine in it. Even basketball players. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Um, I have to give it to him. Street Fighter Four. I played the shit out of Street Fighter 4. You know, that basically revitalized it for me. Because I was not a big fan of Street Fighter 3. I never got into that game. I just, they, they changed so much of it. And I just, I couldn't, you know, it was too, it was almost too technical. Which I know that's, that's horrible for a, a, a fighting game person to say. But <laughs> it was just too technical for me. Um, trying to imagine... That's, I mean, those those are pretty much the top ones. Uh, SVC Chaos is is up there. I played the crap out of that game back in the day. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I mean, that's a classic, and I played a lot of it, too. Um, as far as the worst fighting game I've ever played, oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I probably... Probably uh, Primal Rage. Oh. It just it, it plays like crap. Or, or the the Rise of the Robots was horrible. That game was pretty bad. Yeah, that Jackie Chan fighting game. <laughs> All right, uh, Shaq Fu. What the fuck am I talking about? Shaq Fu. <laughs> no, you see, Shaq Fu is awesome just because of what it is. I no, I played that game like when I was a kid, and I was like, God, this game is fucking horrible. What was the other one with Michael Jordan? Um, In the Windy City or some bullshit like that? I believe that oh, was... Wind, Windy City, uh... Shit, what was that game? But it had Michael Jordan in it. Crazy Michael Jordan. I don't, I, I don't know what that is. Windy City Heat or something like that? Michael Jordan in the Windy City. I don't know. I'm looking it up. Fuck it. Right, keep, you go keep, look keep it going. Up. Keep going. I'm going to go into the next question, which I think we kind of touched on earlier. Was what are your expectations for GTA Five? Michael Jordan, <laughs> Chaos in the Windy City. There you go. Wow. Side-scrolling action game on the, <laughs> the cover art for this looks amazingly dumb. His his hands on fire with the ball. Hey, yeah. at least it's not Barkley. Shut up and jam. That would. I like that better. All right. Well, 
what's your expectation for GTA 5? That I won't play it. Uh, that I will play it, without a doubt, but I don't care about it. Yeah, I'll probably play it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to buy the game. Of course I am. I mean, I, I'll, the, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If I was going to buy, like, 20 games this year, I might pick it up. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to buy probably half of that many. So, no. All right. Well, there you go. Um... It, 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 to, to me, okay, I mean, it's it's just getting – It I must be getting old or – something but it's getting so monotonous that every single month we have a game that tries to fit as many f-bombs in five minutes as possible killing people and having hookers and prostitutes and i'm just i don't know i i I just think it's like it's just overkill it's just it's no longer even shocking or provocative to me. It's just flat out annoying. I want something new. I I don't play video games to, you know, feel like I'm, you know, getting cut up and, you know, being in a alleyway doing crack or something. I want to know what game you're talking about. Well, no. uh, well, the thing is, there's also the trend in gaming where, and also in movies nowadays, where almost the main plot point is to obtain narcotics in order to, like, sustain yourself, you know, because you're so effed up, you know, that you you, you have to keep taking drugs just so that you can stay sane. I have, I have yet to play that game. Um, well, there was a movie, um, Born Legacy was that way, and... Um, well, good, now uh, we don't have to go see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't give anything away, that's like in the first ten minutes of the movie. But anyway, um, oh, crap, what's that game that came out like four months ago where you're where the, all the advertising was the main lead dude and a wife beater looking like... Uh, you talking about Max Payne? Yes. Okay. That, that game takes was, painkillers. I mean, he takes painkillers, but that wasn't the point of the game. Those are health items. Yeah, but it's it's a trend nowadays, and it's it's just it's like how far can we go without being just completely absurdly insane? It's it's kind of like the mid '90s when Pulp Fiction came out, and everybody all of a sudden was like, "Hey." I could be the next next Quentin Tarantino when everybody starts pulling guns on each other and you know it. And, and thing is, I know it's a genre. I know it's a popular genre of gaming, but I just find it crazy that it's almost like half the games that, that are. I know it's not half the games that come out, but it's like at least half the games that actually get any like big profits, you know, or sizable profits. I play video games to escape reality, you know, not to not to dwell in the darkest parts of reality. I mean, I mean, why can't more video games take place in on other planets or in space or, you know, 
and just other realms of reality. It's just, it, it just feels grounded. It's, it's almost like if they made a Superman comic book where he doesn't fly and just walks. Oh, wait. Yeah, they did the, do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, 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 it's the gutter of video games, in, in my opinion. Okay, well, I'm going to move on because we're, we're running past time. Yeah, I gotta the go world to needs a new Banjo-Kazooie now more than ever. All right, let's, let's finish up this question, and then we'll, we'll do the shout-outs. Um, here's a tough question for everyone. What's the best epic game you ever played? Ooh. Epic game? You mean like the developer epic? I'm guessing. Or just something that was epic. That's what I'm going to go for. Gears of War 1 for me. Final Fantasy VI, because the end of the world happens at the halfway point of the game. Oh, okay. Um, Dave, what about you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to take a pass on this one. Okay. Uh, as Gears of War is like for an epic games game, but as far as like a, a, an epic in scale, I don't know. Um, <sighs> Castlevania. One of the Castlevania games. Probably Lords of Shadow was very, very epic. That was pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely was an epic game. Um, Let's see here. The fuck? Oh, rest of questions. The quote Drew uh, made was from Charlie Murphy in the Chappelle Show season two. Very good, very good. VC sandwich is correct. Um, <laughs> uh, glad the podcast is back on iTunes. The Halo Fiend has spoken. There you go. Um, Sweet. Uh, Jason, you want to do your shout outs real quick? Yes. I'll give a shout out to the Front Towards Gamer Radio podcast. Great show. Um, Shanghai Six is an awesome uh, host uh, slash interviewer. Um, it is a show where he interviews uh, people that are in the video game um, business or uh, associated or or even fans of. You know, it, it, he he talks to a lot of people, and it's. And it's a Q&A show, but it also has a, um, a beginning and an ending segment. And uh, it's, it's, it's excellent, excellent. Um, I'll also give a shout-out to um, the 99 Lives Radio 3.0 podcast, which they're, it seems like they're still on hiatus, and I'm uh, patiently awaiting some new episodes and, uh, of course, the Red Sun Gamer podcast. A great podcast to listen to if you want to listen to uh, uh, listen about Japanese video games from uh, some gentlemen that live in Japan. And uh, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, uh, Johnny Millennium on, uh, on two accounts. 
one of, one of which is his uh, YouTube channel was actually featured in the newest issue of Retro Gamer Magazine in the UK. They actually uh, they actually have a picture and a and a few uh, a few paragraphs uh, describing his show, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm really happy for him about that. And um, also, uh, he's nearing completion on uh, a movie that he's been making, um, the Happy Console Gamer movie, that I think he's been working on it for like three or four years or something, and it's almost done. And he just recently announced that the movie is going to be free. It's going to be free to watch. Um, I think he even said he's putting it up on YouTube. Ah, really? Yeah, so it's supposed to be like an hour, I think maybe an hour, a little bit over an hour long movie. So um, congratulations on that. And um, um, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I just uh, hope everybody enjoyed listening. I um, want to remind everybody, uh, please... If you would, leave us an iTunes review. If you like us, if you hate us, let us know. Uh, don't forget to check out Phoenix Down. Uh, we have a new episode comes down every Friday. Uh, it's on iTunes as well. Please subscribe. Leave a, um, leave a comment for that. Uh, we would appreciate it. Suggest some games to us. And uh, that'll be pretty much it. Um, Jason, you want to take us out? Alrighty. And it goes something like this. <laughs> Welcome to the N4G Podcast. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Dragon. Yeah, the dragon. All right, kids, it's time for another week of the N4G Radio for the week of August 20th, 2012. This is episode number 258. 258. Uh, yeah, so there you go. We got uh, got some exciting stuff to talk about this week, although we can't talk about all the exciting stuff because I can't talk about a lot of the stuff I'm playing. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, as always, get in there on iTunes, subscribe to us, give us a review. Also, send us emails, podcasts at ctgd.com, uh, which I do have a couple emails, by the way. Nice. So, All right, cool. So we got a couple emails to get to. We also have some games to get to. But with us this week, we have uh, Mr. Gambus CreepyCon. Greetings, programs. Are you a little bit better this week other than that picture you took last week? 
Yes, as a matter of fact, that um, that picture that I took last week it, it's it's obsolete because uh, I got a haircut. Oh, did you get the gray out, or did you leave it in for being distinguished? Uh, still, I still got the gray, but I have like half an inch of hair. Half an inch, nice. I just got my haircut too, so I have about the same. You should do the 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 new thing where you can keep some of the gray in and look like you know. I don't know. I guess distinguished was the word to use. You ass. Rogue. You can legally look kind of rogue. Yeah. Rogue. Not like that. Not with a. St- okay, yeah. Go with a strip of gray. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> sure. Uh, but also with us, we have, as you can hear, K Dub. What's up? Yeah. Nobody knows you. Yeah, I know. We that's have a fine. whole new audience since the last time you were on. See, and that's good. See, I go away, you new, new stuff, and, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I know when they'll even come back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Uh, and finally, we we have uh, back with us this week, uh, Frustrated Fury. Yeah. Yeah, you're back, which Gambus was upset you weren't here last week. You wanted to hear all about Persona. Well, I'll tell you what, I will tell you all about it this week. There you go. Okay, sounds good. Uh, but I will start with Mr. Khan, which I hope you played more than Pac-Man Bo- Battle Royale and uh, Laser Tag this week. <laughs> Laser tag? Yeah, he didn't play any games last week, so he talked about this arcade he went to where he played laser tag. Oh, that's awesome. Where? It's, where is that in Dayton? Yeah, scene 75. Which we, we reference places that most people listening to the show have no fucking clue. I don't even know. Where they are. So, I hear somebody Googling. I'm typing in scene 75. Oh, wow, look at this place. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, we talked about that last week, so let's talk about games this week. You got any games oh, right. to talk about? I played two games this past week. Um, as a matter of fact, I uh, went ahead and uh, purchased... Purchased. Purchased Persona 4 Arena. Oh, well, yeah. then you don't need Drew to talk about it. You guys can talk about it together. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, I still might need to hear Drew talk about it because... Um, well, that's why, prob- that's why we talk together. Yeah, I... I I literally played it for maybe 20 minutes. Okay, well, you guys can go ahead. Uh, the, the topic of discussion is Persona 4 Arena. Go. Um, it looks really awesome. <laughs> well, it looks, yes, it, it does. It looks like an Arc System Works fighter. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Real bright, real flashy, and the animation is marvelous. M- Marvel, baby. Sure. <laughs> but, um, so uh, which characters do you like to play as? Um, I am maining Yosuke. Okay. And, um, it's always I, uh, funny been... to hear a redneck say a Japanese name. Yosuke? I'm going to should You should call her Yosuke. But, um, and Yosuke Yo is a man, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It sounds like a girl's name. But, um... I, I do main Yosuke, and uh, I've been tinkering around with a few other characters. Are you um, win I like uh, you, the uh, the main character from Persona Four. He's uh, he's pretty solid. Are you going? Are you going okay. through a wind tunnel? No, I got my fan on. Well, turn, uh, that's unprofessional. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's hot in Georgia. Okay. <laughs> Point it at a place that's not hitting the microphone. This is the ceiling fan, jacket. Well, move out from underneath it. <laughs> are you are you doing the show on your back? Yes, I'm looking up at the ceiling. Yeah, 
<laughs> he spends a lot of time on his back. Oh, so he's oh. your mom. Oh. <laughs> uh, nice. But anyway, what about you, Jason? Uh, the only character that I played as was uh, Chia. Ch- or Chia. 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 No, Because I thought she was a really cool character in the original role-playing game. Okay, so that is a girl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's a girl, but she likes she likes kung fu movies, and she's real like wait 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 wait, wait 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 wait. Why was there a butt? She's a girl, but she likes kung fu movies. She's a tomboy. Yeah, she's a tomboy. There's the no. We have to be politically correct with all the crap going on. Come on now, don't be sexist. Yeah, okay, thing is, you fine. insensitive bastard. <laughs> Yeah, okay. There's no but. She likes kung fu movies. See, I'm, I'm She likes kung fu movies. That should be like a plus, man. Yeah, that's that's just that's just a statement. That's not a yeah. that's not a but. What's wrong with uh, you? Does your wife know how insensitive you are? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I sound like Dick Dastardly over here. <laughs> What? Is that like a made-up persona? No, you ever seen Hanna Barbera cartoons? N- not since I was two. These like the little, these loud. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, there, uh, you there you go. So you're playing with a girl who butt likes kung fu movies. That butt likes. Butt likes. Really? <laughs> Sorry, that just sounded wrong. It did oh. sound. Oh, I don't even man. know what I was doing. She butt likes. But whoa. Um, Go ahead. You can talk about that Persona 4 Arena. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, Personification. I, li- <laughs> I like I like how the uh, the personas basically uh, phase in and out of the game in order to do all the special moves and stuff like that. I think is really really cool. It's got a the visual flair of the game is like outstanding. Um, I especially like the room where where you see a bunch of uh, TV monitors, and it's just like you're in awe of of the graphical fidelity of the game. Yeah. Yes. I overall, thought, I thought Drew Persona would be 4. saying more because I haven't played it. So I can't yeah, remember. Persona Four Arena. The twenty minutes that I got to play it <laughs> was fantastic. It should be on the back of the box. Yes. The 20, minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes I played was fantastic. Yep. It was wonderful. Drew, what? Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, sure. It's a, um Arc System work fighting game. Uh, it's quick, very flashy. Um, it, it wants to do a lot more with being offensive than it is being defensive. So... In fact, if you defend too much, you start getting status, status effects that are negative. So if you block too much or if you backstep too much, you'll start getting um, uh, uh, basically RPG uh, status effects where you take more damage. Your defense goes down. So it basically punishes turtles. Yes, very much so. Good. Um, Excellent. I hate turtles. It's, um, I like turtles. Um, so... Uh, it, 
it's very simplistic in nature. Uh, there's only four buttons. Uh, there's two a heavy and light attack as far as physical attacks, and there's a heavy and light uh, persona attack. Um, it feels very much like a, uh, a tag team game whenever, with your personas because uh, it's basically when you use a persona attack, it's like you're tagging them in for an assist attack, uh, and then they just go back, go away again. Um, if you, you your opponent can hit your persona, and if your persona gets hit four times, you suffer what they call a persona break. Uh, during a persona break, you cannot use uh, persona attacks at all, which includes supers. So you have to wait for that meter to fill back up. Um, there's a lot of complicated mechanics as far as like different types of jumps, different types of dodges. Uh, there's uh, counters. There's a burst where you can. If it's almost like a breaker in Mortal Kombat. If you're getting attacked a lot, you can burst and it'll knock the opponent away. Um, it's. It, it's very simplistic in nature, but very complicated to master. But the the great thing is, it's very accessible to people because they have auto combos. So if you just so the way the game sets it up, it you have A B C D. That's the attacks basically. The A button is basically the light physical attack, and one of the auto combos for every character is A A A A A. And he'll automatically do a combo every time. If you have the meter for it, it'll automatically put it into a, um, a, uh, a super move at the end of it. And it's very accessible for people, you know. And, and for somebody who wants to learn how to play this game, they wouldn't have as much of a difficult time as they would trying to play Blaze Blue or, or you know, any other like, Guilty Gear game. Um, there's small amount of characters. There's not a big roster, which is what it's like from an arc system works. But the great thing is every character plays differently. Every character. Um, but they don't have very complicated moves. In fact, most of the every character in the game has quarter circle moves except for one character, and that's Mitsuru. And Mitsuru is a charge character. Mm. So um, it's very... And each character has their own like special thing. So like uh, Yukiko... Um, she she's a fire based uh, uh, persona. She has a fire based persona, and uh, she has different things where she can power up her fire attacks. So uh, there's like a little counter at the bottom for her her fire powers and stuff like that. Uh, Yosuke uh, has a special super move where he can um, it basically uh, makes him ten times faster, uh, and you know and his combos can continue farther on before the, before they kind of drop. And uh, so every character has their own, like, unique take, but they all feel the same as far as, like, doing inputs and stuff like that. Um, it, as far as story mode goes, it's robust as hell. They bring all the voice actors back. It's very long. There's a lot of dialogue to read. Um, and it's, it's like you're playing a Persona game. It takes place two months after the ending of Persona 4. And um, some fighting game guys may not be into those, but Arc System Works has always done a story mode that basically has a lot of dialogue and stuff. But um, the online, uh, I was playing on 360. Uh, the first two days, it was horrible. Uh, they released a patch uh, the third day and uh, fixed everything. It runs smooth as butter now. Well, there you go. So yeah. That's Persona 4 Arena. It's a very, very good fighting game. Will it be as popular as Street Fighter? No. 
Will well, it still be played a year from now? Maybe. It's it's I, hard because it's very it's very fan servicey. It's very fan servicey, but seriously, if you've never played a Persona game in your life, you could still pick this up if you're a fighting game fan. You could pick up the fighting portion. Going to the story would probably bore you to tears if you're not into that universe. Exactly. Which I mean, fighting game dudes, come on. I mean, the big fighting game players, what are they going to do? The first thing they'll do is go to training mode, see what the moves are, and then go online. I mean, most most fighting game fanatics don't really care about a story mode anyway. But for people who do want to check out the story, and for Persona fans especially, you're going to get a lot out of it. It's a great game. It really is. And it's, it's so balanced and very accessible for people who don't know much about fighting games. They the 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 training mode is perfect. The the they have this basically the challenge mode where they can show you different combos and you can learn those combos and keep trying and trying until you get them. And they, they do a really good job explaining everything. There's a lot to remember, you know, as far as like the different jumps and hops and and dodges and oh there's the counter here and you, oh you can do one more attack and all this other stuff. There's a lot to remember, but it's easy to accomplish. If you want to to learn it, well, there you go. Mm. Do you have anything to add, Jason? Um, no, that about covers it. It um, hearing Drew talk about it though really makes me want to play some more of it. So makes perhaps you I'll find some time this week to uh, to play it. Get down yeah. on it. It's really cool how they put the RPG elements into it. Like all those, there's a ton of different things like the status effects and like the one more attacks and stuff like that. That's all straight from Persona, like the RPG. And it's really cool how they incorporate all that stuff. I mean, you can poison a character, you can make them fear, which means they, you know, they kind of run away and they do take more damage and, you know, they have confusion a status effect where uh, left is right and right is left and stuff like that. It's it's really cool how they do it. All right. Cool. So what else you playing, Jason? Like I don't know. <laughs> I am playing the Dirty Frenchman. What, what was that? <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh wow! So Oh Jesus. But you, anyway, you just offended um, everybody in France. <clears throat> Shut up. The, the other game that I'm playing is a Wii game. Wee 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 wee. wee. <laughs> I was waiting to make that joke. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so bad. And uh, this game for Wii owners and for role-playing game fans. Man, those are two tastes that don't taste so well together. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Highly anticipated title. Highly. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, this game, along with Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, Pandora's Tower, were the three games that the uh, the fan group Operation Windfall, no, Rainfall. <laughs> they were memorable, apparently. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the... Uh, one of the three games that that group basically was uh, rallying for to come out here to the to the west, and um, as you know, um, earlier this year, 
I received Xenoblade Chronicles for the Nintendo Wii, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I think it was an incredible masterpiece. Um, uh, of course, I, I gave it a, a incredibly high, high score on the uh, on ztgd.com. So, the last story, um, directed by uh, Horonobu Sakaguchi. Oh, I was hoping you'd butcher that. Who, uh, who's the director of basically the first ten Final Fantasy games, and um, Nobu Uematsu, the uh, music, the music composer of pretty much most of the Final Fantasy games. Basically, both them and their studio, Mistwalker, created this new game called The Last Story, you know? Is it really The Last Story? Um, it could be. Um, well, let's see. <laughs> this game, I had high hopes for it. Extremely high hopes, especially coming off of Xenoblade Chronicles, which that game is incredibly epic, you know, and it, it, it did so many things right. And it had a sense of wonder, a sense of exploration, and uh, graphics felt like they, you know, wanted to just blow up the, the Wii system, you know, because they were they were really good for a Wii game. And, uh, I mean, if if Xenoblade Chronicles, if that game was on PS3, and it was, you know, high definition with higher polygon count and all that stuff. It would have just been completely and utterly mind-blowing. Blow your mind. Yeah. The last story. This game is a very difficult game to uh, to review. I think it, it kind of has to do with your state of mind when when you play the game. Um, if you're, if you're looking for a sprawling epic, if you're looking for a giant world, a sense of, ex, you know, exploration, giant whimsical story, epicness. The series not the giant story. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna let that but, let that be. If you're looking for all those things, you might want to pass on last story. You really, you really might. Because the last story doesn't really get, if it's like a three-act play, its epicness is in the third act. Um, it's essentially for the first half or more of the game, it's essentially a character drama. That just so happenly has battles where you fight monsters every once in a while. And um, you uh, do a lot, you do some side quests and stuff like that. And this game has a gigantic emphasis on characterization. The characterization in this game actually takes front stage um, in front of the story. The story itself, the overall story, is kind of like background. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, world at war, nations, uh, whatever. So what's the characters like? That's how the game, of, 
how, how this game approaches the story is all about the characters. And the main characters in the game are basically this, uh, this team of six mercenaries that um, basically they, they dream of becoming knights. Well, some of them do. A couple of them kind of dream of becoming knights for the Empire, while a couple other ones just want to, you know, get rich. Uh, there's a womanizer, and there's a, uh, there's a couple female characters, uh, one of which is real quiet. She's kind of, a, I guess, goth. She's, she's a magic user. And um, the other character, female character, is uh, a drunk who basically all of her conversations pretty much revolve around, let's get a drink. Oh, there's a tavern there. You know, oh, I'm smashed and stuff like that. And it's uh, one of the really cool things about this game is, is the, uh, the writing. The writing is fantastic. There's a lot of comedy in this game. Um, this game definitely it's a little bit more adult than a lot of a lot of your you know more whimsical games. Um, there's a lot of innuendos and a lot of you know drinking humor and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of the game takes place at a tavern where all the uh, the main characters you know congregate at and. Uh, it's got, you know, it's a real down-to-earth kind of feel to the game, you know, despite the fact that there's there's war going on and there's magic in the world and there's monsters in the world, but the game doesn't really focus on that. It's like, oh, yeah, that stuff's around, you know, but, but it's all about the characters. Um, maybe not quite of deep of a color uh, characterization as, like, Game of Thrones. Not quite, you know, that realistic or down to earth it's a little, a little bit more whimsical than that uh, slightly though but um so small yes and um the, the the lead character he is this guy named zeal who um basically you know he runs into a princess who's trying to escape from her life of being you know princess and she wants to go on an adventure and um, honestly, I felt like the, well, the, you know, they, they fall in love. It's kind of, it's predictable, you know, and I feel that this game is actually more of a romance than like Final Fantasy VIII was, uh, was trying to be. Um, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, this game is definitely a drama romance and then action adventure role-playing game. Um, and, and this is all the good stuff about the game that I'm, that I'm telling you about. Um, it's, it's a very, very rich game and it's, it, it's, uh, on the, and looking in, you know, into the game, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. However, the, the problems that I have with the game are, uh, strictly gameplay, the actual battle system. Because here's the, here's the lowdown on the battle system. When Sakaguchi was creating this game, he wanted to create a a, uh, a battle system to where anybody who, without prior knowledge of role playing games, um, could play it, and they'll be on basically level level ground with other, you know, with anybody else who's a fan of role playing games. Um, 
However, there, there's a problem that arises with this with this type of thinking, and that is this game, in my opinion, is just as complicated as other role-playing games, um, but it's just in a different way. He, he, Sakaguchi, you know, essentially wanted to to redefine, recreate the, uh, the the role-playing game. And granted, he, he succeeded in a, in a way, but at the cost. There's a, there's a cost to it. And, uh, and, the, and that cost is that this game will, will frustrate the hell out of you sometimes. <laughs> How um, so? Well, it's, uh, it's a third-person game. The battle system is real-time. And uh, another thing that this battle system was trying to convey was um, a um, basically a mixture of Eastern role-playing game meets Western uh, third-person role-playing slash shooting game. Yes, yeah, I, I saw my roommate play a little bit of the Japanese version, and it looks almost like Gears of War-ish. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Gears of War with swords. Okay. Gears and, of Swords. Yeah, Gears of Swords. Um, you uh, you actually take cover in the game. You actually hide uh, behind walls. And Why you would know. you take cover if you're using a sword? Because well, you also use like crossbows and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I thought this was going to be like a stop and slash game. <laughs> well, um... Sorry, trying to liven it up. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> This, it, there, there's a lot to this game, and um, for whatever they do right with this game, the, for everything that this game does great, there's a thing that this game does freaking piss poor. Freaking piss poor. The battle system um, is uh, is intuitive um, when you uh, when you approach it because almost every action is done with one button. Um, when you take cover, you press the A button. When you get out of cover, you have to press the A button to get out of cover. Um, to, um, to, uh, crap, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, oh, you, uh, you, you use the same, you use the same button to do, to do a lot of things. However, um, like if, like if you hold the button, well, that's an interesting holding the button, uh, Jason. Sorry about it. We had technical difficulty, and Jason got cut off right before that. Uh, epic, yeah. epic announcement of what the button does. So, what does the button do? Uh, well, if you hold the button down and you're in cover, you actually are able to highlight other people's spells, which allows you to do a dash attack. Um, that makes you kind of nullify the spell to where like if someone's trying to do a, a hill spell it'll heal everybody when you do this attack and if somebody's doing an ice spell it kind of makes the the spell low, like a cover a wider range of area it's uh it is kind of a strategic move to use it's a little bit a little bit complicated to understand but if you if you're watching the game it it, it makes sense when you uh when you're playing the game but um um, yeah, the, the battle system, there's a lot going on. Um, all the, like it, you only control one character, but what's kind of weird is that 
it'll show you the enemy party from like an overhead, like like an overhead view of it, almost like oh, there's some strategy involved, but there really kind of isn't that much strategy involved. Um, however, there was a part where I, I actually snuck around the area and went behind the enemy party and kind of, you know, I shot my crossbow at one of the enemies, which uh, uh, the arrows that, that I had at the time, um, they, they didn't really kill any, any enemies on uh, impact. You would have to hit them like three or four times to kill an enemy. So right when I hit the enemy, like all the enemies just, Oh, somebody's here. And, and then all the, you know, Maybe all you the, went uh, for a headshot. the other three, four characters that, that are, that are with you are all, um, AI and they all just jump out and it just turns into a big giant brawl. But, uh, what's kind of interesting about the game is that, um, when you attack enemies, um, you auto you auto attack. You just uh, go up to the enemy and you're and you just start slashing them. And um, this was this method was basically employed in in order to basically multitask to where you can try to think of strategies of. Stuff. It, it's real vague too. It's it's like oh, to think of strategies, but it's kind of like the, the strategy here is just going up to the dude and kick his ass. You know that that's that's the strategy, but but you know they're, they're trying to imply that there, it, there's like more to it. You know, and um, which there is. I mean, slowly over the game, you you develop more moves like um, like if, like the of course the dash attack is um pretty much the the move the standard like special move where you you have to actually be in cover in order to initiate it and you basically jump out of cover and fly through the air with your sword and basically do like a triple attack on the enemy that's what i do on saturday nights down at the burger king yes <laughs> A triple attack on the enemy. I fly through the air with my sword and do a triple attack. Yeah, but um, um, the the, the uh, like the boss battles. The boss battles are uh, they could be pretty tough if you just go up to them, you know, meleeing and stuff like that. They'll they'll completely kill you. Um, there's almost a Zelda esque, um. Esqueness to the to the boss battles. Say that yeah. again. I know. I know that's not a word. Zelda esque esqueness. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's... A, a Zelda essence. essence. To the... So it smells like uh, boomerangs and uh, hook shots. Uh, not exactly. Uh, Fairies. You're... <laughs> or crossbows and. Sorry. Um, you use the environment. Sometimes uh, one of the interesting things about the game is that you you can actually destroy the environment. Certain certain environments, though, it's kind of like oh, you see that thing over there. You can knock it down using your crossbow, kind of thing. And it's like okay, so it's obvious that, that that's what I'm supposed to do. Obviously, so, there's a part where there's this giant creature. And he's got like this overhead wall that that's behind him, and he and he's chained up to a 
to the to the wall, but if you if you knock out the ceiling over top of them, it'll tumble, it'll it'll fall on them, and it'll it'll kill them. So you pretty much don't even have to like really fight them. You could let the environment kill off certain enemies for you. Uh, so a little bit of a little bit of strategy to it, you know, and but. The, the game just feels unpolished and really mm. wonky. Uh, there'll be uh, scenes where you'll be running, like running around an enemy, and all of a sudden the, the camera will just turn around real quick. It'll, Don't it'll, it'll, turn around. Uh oh. <laughs> well, it'll turn around real quick, and you'll be like, oh, wh- where the hell am I? It's like, you know, it's disoriented. And, and it, and it feels like, you know, a piss poor production. Um, That's what I'm going to name my development company. Piss poor production. Piss poor production. That is awesome. <laughs> so coming good. from the creator of Final Fantasy, this is not good. Um, it it's how should I say this? Um, piss poor. Like I said, there's a lot of things that the, the game does right. There's a there's heavily customization. You can color like every part of your armor of all six characters that are in your party. Um, Even the crotch, the cod piece, yeah, the cod, yeah, the cod piece, yeah. But um, I play cod blobs. Sounds like a butt disease. <laughs> there's a, there's a there's an element of strength to the game. You can sneak sneak up on enemies before you attack them. Um, if, <laughs> boo! What it's like is that five? There's like five or six dudes who have their own idea how this battle system should be, and it's kind of like they all compromised, and they all and. and ideas are kind of in the battle system but it just it, it feels like there's something either A missing or B it just sometimes it feels like a mess like like and on top of that the frame rate is terrible if there's any more than like than like a dozen characters on the screen at once it, the you you could pretty much feel the uh, the the Wii trying to access data to obtain more frame rates. Um, the music in the game is uh, uh, done by you know Nabu uh, Uematsu, and it's probably the most forgettable soundtrack that he's ever done, in my opinion. It. Yeah, it's uh, it's all violin and piano. Um, it, it changes up a little bit towards the end, but most of it is like just feels really, really, really background music. Not just music that's playing in the background, but music that would be playing in the background of the background, like like a bar. Yeah, that's how the soundtrack overall soundtrack to this game feels it feels like it, it was made to be played at a 
an extreme bomb to the point you barely hear it. It's mm. it's definitely no Final Fantasy. Final it's, Fantasy to the soundtrack. It's just violent and real sad and more emotional, which, you know, that's what they were going for. I think a lot of things that they were going for in this game, they did succeed. And a lot of things they kind of messed up and it kind of made the game all, you know, kind of like a little bit of a, a mess. I, I refer to this game as a uh, an unpolished gem because, like I said, it, it does a lot of things right. And it does some things right that most games, you know, don't do right. But it it really feels like a PS2 game when I'm playing it. And, uh, and there, there's a, a little bit of a vibe that I get from this game of, like, similar... Uh, this like any other game i'll just say that it's unlike any other game but if i had to compare it to another game it would probably be vagrant a strong vagrant story feel to this game how it's it's deep but it's not polished and it's got a lot of good things going for it, and it's got some really crappy things going for it. So <laughs> it's 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 a game. You're like a gun ho. Like I must own every single role playing game ever made because I'm a role playing game fan. I'm a role playing game fanatic. Then by all means, pick up this game. It's it's a good game. It's a good role playing game. But you're one of those, yes, either a casual role-playing gamers, or if you're like, you know, I, I must play the role-playing game that's like supposed to be the best one of the year. I only play role-playing games that kick ass, you know, like Mass Effect game, or, or you know, I'm, I'm not talking about just outsider. I'm talking about like epic skill. Like only play like final. Only, only play games that have like really, you know, substantial, you know, fun where, you know, it actually pushes the heart system, you know, or an epic story, you know, where the earth is in peril and, you know, you witness the end of the world and angels and demons and cats and dogs live together. Oh yeah, we got it. If you're if you're the type of gamer who buys those games, screw last story. Damn <laughs> it. Wow. Like I said, this game is very it's a very difficult game for me to review. I'm actually I'm actually writing the review right now. It's very very difficult to really say what I want to say because I just don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Really? <laughs> what's the uh, what's all right? Put it this way: What's the best thing about this game? The characters. The characters. Okay. What's the worst thing about this game? Uh, probably the camera system. The camera system. Okay. So, it's more of a story-driven game. If you're into story-driven games, give it a shot. 
you're going to have to deal with some wonky cameras and maybe some, you know, combat stuff here and there that's not very good. But it's a story-driven game. And if you're, if you're a Wii owner and you're interested in it, go ahead. Because from what I gather, it's not bad. It's just not great. Yeah. Yep. It's a unpolished gem for the Wii. All right. Uh, so what are you playing this week? Uh, definitely some Persona 4 Arena, that's for sure. And uh, I don't know, I keep saying it, but I don't know, maybe maybe Dragon's Dogma, but I'm not making any promises. You're never playing Dragon's Dogma, just get over it. Yeah, probably not. All right, so I'm going to move on to Drew. Drew, you got five minutes. All right. Well, luckily we've talked about Persona 4 Arena, a uh, great fighting game. I suggest people out there who are in the fighting just give it a shot. Um, I also played, um, for review, 